Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. And this is Charles Stewart. This is the 15th of September, 2017. We are again in conference, and the email I put out describing um, um, the conference agenda this evening did have a number of important details on it. Um, And I see David called in again on his main line from Michigan, Um, and one of those main agendas was um, um, discussing issues related to David and Beacon 37, but I'd briefly like to welcome uh, uh, Rick from Illinois and somebody from Washington State. Rick, are you there? Uh, yes, sir. All right. Glad to have you with us, Rick. Uh, anything special you want to say as we open here? Uh, no, it's just been a rough while, week and a half. Here in two weeks, I mean, I got, I got like wasps swarming all over me, sending me notices in the mail, trying to evict me, you know, uh, police uh, harassing and intimidate me, building a uh, uh, city code official. Um, uh, Maybe we can get into that some more uh, as the conference uh, takes form here. I, I'd like right. to go ahead and kind of bring everybody here and put together the. Um, uh, uh, the the main items on the agenda, and we didn't have your issues on the agenda there. Maybe next week we can have it more organized with you in the agenda, but we, we oh, need yeah. to prioritize agenda items for right now here, Rick. All right, yeah, go on. Go ahead. All right, thank oh, you. Oh, just like to Charles announce that I am Donaldson, and I am on the call, and I'm listening to you, so that way you know it's not someone else that's on there under my name. And you have a nice day, Charles. I'll be listening. Thank you. Thank you, Jeremiah. I'm going to mm-hmm. mute you for a while here, Jeremiah. No, I'll be- um, um, I'll open you up again later on when it seems appropriate. Um, um, and Washington State, would you like to say hi? Uh, yes, this is Allie in Washington State. Allie, excellent. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be here. Uh, I'm taking notes. S T A T E Washington State. And and at that point, um uh, David, um um your issues with Beacon are uh, uh we've only got a few people here, but are you um good with um uh trying to open up that issue to see how yeah, are you David? Absolutely. Uh yeah, and thank you for the opportunity. Um well, uh where do I start? Um 
Uh, I, I got a, a prompt. Um, did Did you see my summary of it in the email? There, did Did I make yeah. any errors in my summary in the email? Yes, yes, that, and that was good. Uh, it, it, we did have a discussion on Beacon Thirty Seven. I uh, there is. A, I saw Nikki uh, checked in. I'm not sure if she's still in. Uh, and uh, Allie is here. Uh, welcome. Thank you um, for being here, Allie. And um, uh, I had mentioned that uh, that uh, that um, we had talked last week um, on this call uh, about how to find remedy with existing paperwork and, and documentation using the references that Jim Wright of Beacon 37 repeatedly uh, asserts is the way to go that is, is foolproof and works. And um, we had, in our discussion on Beacon 37, uh, I did talk to some people afterwards, and I think the consensus, at least uh, between myself and uh, somebody else, was that we still did not have, uh, uh, you know, uh, a finality of whether or not it had to be a habeas corpus in order to get the provost marshal involved. What I did on my own was uh, I looked up uh, the job duties of the provost marshal. I kind of got a better handle on uh, what the provost marshal is and does, and I had a discussion with Nikki about it as well. And uh, it, it appears to me that, uh, I, number one, I did not see in the job duties of the provost marshal where they uh, – uh, uh, will only assist American nationals as opposed to uh, people who have birth certificates uh, and social security cards on record and are part of the uh, you know captured system or however you want to word it. But that is nowhere in there. Also, nowhere in there. Uh, did it say that the provost marshal only gets involved or even gets involved with habeas corpus cases? What I did see with regard to the provost marshal is that they are military command, uh, they are a, a military police, and that their orders basically uh, and their due job duties are pretty much, it looked to me like they're restricted to the military. So when I discussed that with Nikki, an interesting topic came up, and that is the military flag in the average, in every state and federal courtroom, which places, uh, and, and when I say the military, I'm specifically talking about the Army because uh, the provost marshal appears to be uh, relegated to the Army. That's where most of the references that I saw came up. And so if this is an Army military police of a very high command, then and, uh, and we have the link-in of the Army to our courts, and especially if we have the Milligan case, uh, United States versus Milligan, I think was the name of it, where the ruling back in the 1800s was that you can't have um, you can't have military courts and, and public courts 
operating in the public all at the same time. It's one or the other. And so since we've got the tie-in of the military, the Army flag, proof positive with the gold fringe, uh, that connects the Army to our courtrooms, then we can deduce that 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 uh, when we have criminal complaints alleging activity going on in the courtrooms, that the uh, that the crimes have are under the jurisdiction of the army and the provost marshal. So I buy that part, and that's about as far as we've gotten. I've gotten. I okay. Um, but that means that that. Almost all of our present courtrooms are under a military martial law jurisdiction, right? Well, that would, uh, uh, based on the evidence that that we are seeing with that military flag and and other, uh, you know, basically other. I I did some research on this independently a long time ago, and so did uh, uh, Nikki and maybe other people have too, like yourself. Um, uh, in fact, Nikki found some some old dialogue between you and her, good dating back to 2006. Charles, you've been around a while, <laughs> um, and uh, uh, and dealing with the flag, I believe that you had talked about way back then, and um, uh, and the to do anything else with the flag is mutilation of the flag, and it is a crime. And there is no authority anywhere to be found uh, other than, I think, the office of the President of the United States to put a, um, a, a yellow fringe around the flag, except as it's described in the Army. And, and anything else that's done to it is a mutilation and a crime. And so uh, we, I think we can comfortably state that, that um, at least in an initial crime report to the provost marshal, we can give them, uh, the provost marshal, a background cause to place this in his jurisdiction and see what he wants to do to get out of it. And, of course, all of this will be with the supervisory advice of Jim Wright, who says that this is the way to go. And so um, uh, that's that's where I'm seeing it so far. I yield. Okay, good summary there, David. I've got some thoughts, but I'd like to encourage others to also jump in if they have thoughts on um, the matter. And I see Nikki called in, too. Maybe Nikki has some thoughts to expand on this. Um, Microphone's actually, open. I, can you hear me? Yes, Nikki, go ahead. Oh, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> I have trouble dialing in. But anyhow, um, I think that uh, everything that uh, David says, it kind of uh, goes back to what Jim was talking about with The Hague as well. Because under Article 6 of the U.S. Constitution, everything they do, I mean, I go under the presumption that everything that the courts and the government is doing is constitutional. 
but where are the catches? What kind of adhesion and uh, unconscionable contracts have we been duped into? And what I did when I sent uh, David some stuff, probably more than he needed, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I went ahead and I sent him about the Hague Conventions, the Paris Conventions uh, and the Hague's, Hague Convention, the treaties, basically. And those go back to the 1800s. So right around the time, reconstruction. Reconstruction of what? If we were conceived in liberty, why would we have to be reconstructed? But then go back to the Declaration of Independence, that first paragraph. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people, number one, to dissolve the political bands which connected them with another. Back then it was the Whigs and the Tories. So now it's the Democrats and the Republicans, and they were coming along back during the days of Reconstruction. So uh, this is my thought processes, and I, you know, I could be off base on some of this, but Article Six of the U.S. Constitution, which it evidently was uh, the second constitution because the first constitution obviously was the Articles of Confederation and that is still in effect. It was perpetual. So it was usurped with the Reconstruction and this um, statutory law that comes down through the prize courts which are municipal courts or prize courts according to the, the Encyclopedia Britannica. Um, I sent David links on that. And these treaties uh, with the Hague and Paris and all of that, well, it says right there in Article 6 that uh, uh, debts and, and uh, engagements and contracts prior to that, or that uh, Constitution would be as valid under that Constitution. So uh, this is uh, where I'm going with that. And I've got a lot of noise here. So um, anyway, uh, th that's uh, something to throw in the mix. And I'm going to mute my mic so I can quiet things down here. <laughs> Thank you, Nikki. Um, are, are there other comments? Anybody? I do have some thoughts, but um, I, I'd like to encourage others to participate in this discussion. Hearing none. Um, um, the 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 juncture that you're at, David. I think you took you you your, your outline took it well to the juncture that. Um, uh, you, I, I, I think you referenced a crime report uh, uh, to you concluded your statement there by referencing that you were thinking in terms of placing what you called a crime report to to your local provost marshal there. Is that correct, David? Yeah, yes, and, and I'm not sure. I, it, it probably needs to be discussed more with, uh, with Jim Wright, but um, as many times as he's painted the picture of what people should do, uh, it has always his bottom line is that if we can prove that people in the service of the government are not doing performing their job duties or not performing them to uh, a a degree that that can even be considered um, anything other than usurpation. Yeah. Um, 
that that if they are doing anything like that, then that is that proof is all that's necessary to to take it to the provost marshal. Now, if I recall, and, and I believe I've stated this before, if the provost marshal doesn't do anything, then then he said the next step is to take it to the president. And uh, and and I thought, and then and then he said that's when you take it to the military when you have exhausted your uh, administrative remedies with those first two steps, Provost Marshall and the President of the United States. Then you go to directly to the military. Now you know, but that kind of conflicts with the idea of the provost marshal being of the military, uh, of the higher higher policing rank. Uh, you would think that you know, if you go to the military, then they're going to refer you back to the provost marshal. So it could end up be- becoming another one of those uh, circles. Uh, senseless circles that we are so familiar with in the government of finger pointing, and, and maybe Jim Wright has it wrong. But uh, and in, in, in that case, I will probably be very strongly advocating that that uh, we've heard enough on on that, you know, and and to save his breath. But if, if that's not the case, and he's got uh, more specifics. Uh, to do to, to go with that, then um, then you know I'm I'm wa- I'm willing to put it put my actions where his mouth is, and uh, and that we 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 do as any peer review uh, you know at the higher level that's supposed to be done, and that is put it to the test and uh, and maybe you know multiple people put it to the test in different circumstances and see if. A habeas corpus is the only way that a provost marshal is going to to respond, or if a provost marshal is going to respond to any situation in which uh, a a so-called government official is not doing his job, uh, you know, other than through, uh, you know, his uh, if he's not doing his job right. So, I yield. Thank you, David. Um, I'd like to build on that, and I'd like to, first of all, compliment you, David, on your calm, cool, collected manner of outlining these issues. Um, I can't help but think that that's uh, 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 Brother Jim Wright, who I'm sure his motives are good. Um, he doesn't have that calm, cool, collected attitude. He's he's in an emergency war powers uh, uh, conflict attitude he, he frequently starts raising his voice and 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 at that point it becomes intimidated instead of the co- intimidating in in the discussion rather because we feel like we're rushing to judgment rather than the calm cool collected examining of the details of the merits of each of the positions that your tone of voice is bringing forth so nicely here david well uh, thank you um i and i have uh reiterated that I do not want to uh, obstruct or deter uh, Jim Wright from doing what he's doing with Beacon 37 because he's doing it very well. And uh, and I don't want him to get sidetracked or for anything that I'm doing to, to sidetrack anybody else from Beacon 37. But I strongly believe, as this talk show 
a program of yours uh, fits as we somebody said before, like a hand in a glove with the, uh, the with the objectives and missions of uh, Beacon 37. That uh, something like this, particularly the number of times that uh, Jim Wright had brought this up, and the fact that the Pentagon, uh, or at least his assertion of the fact that the Pentagon has telephoned him uh, to. Uh, to do what Beacon 37's mission is indeed doing, that uh, that the military is behind this, and ultimately that's what I what I believe we need because I've, I've sought out every other available state and federal law enforcement venue, and um, as your as your uh, talk show. Um, uh, email indicated, you know, I've been using crime reports combined with FOIA requests, and what my what I'm getting in response is that even though I sent my my crime report certified mail with the signed re- re- receipts that I've got back, and then photocopied those receipts and sent them along with a FOIA request saying who is this person that signed for this, and where and who has been handling this crime report since then. I'm actually getting state and federal responses back saying your request, to, your FOIA request is denied because no such documents exist here. You know, so it's ludicrous. Uh, I've, I've run the gamut, and uh, this is this is par uh, for the course. You know, the military is the only solution that I can see at this point. Point of interest. Was somebody else trying to talk to? Yeah, it's Rick. I got a point of interest. Uh, uh, Hartford Van Dyke, he's had uh, uh, several success with the uh, Air Force, uh, the the uh, Jag the Generals. Uh, he's got a talk, uh, a YouTube video. It's called uh, Hartford Van Dyke Holding Public Officials to Task. And he explains in there how he did it. I guess he, this uh, judge and the prosecutor had locked the... Uh, this man up in jail and because uh, he had put a uh, uh, commercial lien on their property and uh, those the judge and the prosecutor wouldn't let him out until he let let them liens and lifted them liens off of him. And he went to somewhere in California, I believe it was, but he had success uh, through the Air Force. And they came down there, told him to come out of there and uh, let him out by noon and uh, and of course, they didn't let him out. And those uh, air, the jeeps pulled up and at noon, and they got him out. Thank you. Uh, this is Nikki again in Pennsylvania. Nikki, Can you hear me? Yeah. Um, uh, another point is is uh, that because the military has not been paid with constitutional coin. They are they are agents technically they're nothing but a mercenary force under the social security number for the corporate entities since 1965 when the silver was removed from the coin. So it is those who do understand that there has been a shift, a tremendous shift in the country, and who these laws and the statutory, statutory laws are applying to and who they're protecting. But that goes back to Article 6 again, because the uh, engagements and uh, debts and contracts that were entered into prior to 
that Constitution and the Articles of Confederation involves the, the Ten Commandments coming down from the, the mountain, you know, in Moses' hand and saying, you know, the, our ancestors saying, yes, we will obey. So that uh, is involved, too. And we're not holding them responsible for the stealing, the lying, the uh, coveting, of the you know the hypocrisy. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for who? So that brings in you know who is that God that they're talking about that's inscribed on their coin? Is it Mammon, the god of wealth, which obviously it is, or is it the one that uh, the laws of nature and nature's God, that God that? the laws of which we are allowed to continue to uh, adjudicate because we are entitled, according to that first paragraph of the Declaration of Independence, and that's the second mandate that has not yet been fulfilled in order to achieve those, um, that, you know, the, the second paragraph where it says we have unalienable rights. Yeah, we can give them away or have them taken away based on the 13th Amendment, which allows for voluntary servitude, with which if we do not comply, we're going to be duly convicted of a crime. That's the way it actually reads, because Congress, the reconstructed political bands, has got the power to enforce that legislation through, or that uh, amendment through appropriate legislation, and that that amendment does allow for voluntary servitude. So, I, I, I don't know, you know, I, I, I see a meeting of the road, but it depends on the mental attitude and where the person is coming from in their understanding when they walk into a court, how they're being viewed by the court in my opinion, and if they're using the laws, their laws, and thinking they're, you know, knowing they're someone else, but yet using their laws, uh, they're being entrapped into this voluntary servitude with which if they do not comply, they're going to be duly convicted of a crime. And uh, David, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm, I'm not pointing any fingers or anything, but I'm trying to act like as a mediator between what Jim, where Jim is coming from, because I have heard him speak in the past and heard what he, you know, the administrative process and so on and so forth. So there's um, a difference the way I see both of you, because I have followed some of your stuff, both of you, and he's coming from a different place than you in coming into court to begin with. But in Bouvier's Law Dictionary, it does it does uh, have a, uh, a thing in here about uh, claim of cognizance, which which brings up the question of jurisdiction and makes it an issue between two courts. In other words, the common law court and their court. So. I, I, I'm just uh, kind of putting this information out there to, you know, to work through this because it does have to be worked through because that I, I know how Jim comes across, but yet I also realize that there is a meeting of the minds here that is very important for future generations. And if we don't know where the problem is, it cannot be fixed. And if we keep on cutting at twigs and, and leaves, we're never going to get to the root of the problem, and the root of the problem goes back to the money changers. It's no different today than it was during the first century. So I yield.
I, I thank you for your very enlightened insights that you're sharing here, Nikki. And um, um, going to the root of the problem, um, um, I would like to take a few moments. I, I believe I've got some skill sets and insights that I believe can uh, get us closer to the root of the problem if there's no objection to my going ahead and, and trying to uh, make some progress towards that route in response to how David and and you and others have, have helped to frame the issue here. Hearing no objection. Um, David. Oh, I have um, no objection still. Thank you. Thank you. Um, um, uh, uh, my, uh, David, I understand that you've outlined the process that Jim has suggested uh, step number one is go to the provost marshal. Step number two is go to the de facto president. Uh, uh, and, and I believe there was a step number three that I, I'm I'm unclear. That well, I think that was the Pentagon. But I was wondering, is there a particular person in charge of the Pentagon after the president and the provost marshal uh, seems to default? Is there somebody in position of authority? at the Pentagon that would be uh, worthy of talking, perhaps a judge advocate general or, or something like that? That is information that I am uncertain about. I, I have no clue. Well, Sorry. that's an ambiguity that I would suggest desperately needs to be cured. And if Jim Wright or others have insight on that, I would dare suggest that that is a big gold nugget that, that, that it, it, if they have that insight, I don't understand why they're keeping it private. They, it would be very productive if they could share that with all of us so that we could know where the ultimate authority in the executive branch lies after provost marshals and presidents um, are, are continuing to disrespect our, our exhaustive petitions to them. Well, and if you don't mind, um, surprisingly, something as simple as me trying to just clarify on last uh, the last Beacon 37 call on Sunday, uh, or Tuesday, I guess it was, um, you know, uh, what the uh, what the whether this is just as is limited to uh, uh, habeas corpus cases or or not? Uh, I thought a simple question would have been simply answered, but uh, even with Jim's input, Jim Wright's input, that that topic seemed to go on and on and on and on and and kind of go around in circles until um, we had to abandon. Uh, the motion to discuss it um, and, for, and postpone it to a different uh, different call. So um, I'm I'm really not certain whether there is any particular person. Maybe this this uh, person at the Pentagon that contacted Jim in the first place is only to be contacted once Jim's mission is completed. Uh, and uh, for no other reason wants to be contacted, and maybe that person is just one person, period, and if something happens to him, he retires or decides that he's, you know, it's time to be called back to, to his maker or something, then then everything is, is gone anyway. I don't know. 
uh, and and I I'm really not certain if if there's anybody at Beacon 37. I haven't been there that long that that might have an answer to that question. Right. Um, well, we we should put that on the agenda because that's a point that we need to to more exhaustively explore with Jim and or the other people on Beacon 37 that might be in a position to help us answer that question. Um, this, this is Nikki, Nikki. Uh, again. Yeah. In, uh, in, in knowing Jim and his personality and uh, watching him, uh, like I said, you know, do or talk about things that he does in the way that he does and so on and so forth. And his uh, former his former life was truck driver. Okay, a truck driver picks up the load and delivers it. Now, when he was told to do that by someone at the Pentagon, that's his job. That's his purpose. All this other stuff is really for him extraneous. And if you notice on the calls, anybody who's been on the calls notice, he usually stays in the background until somebody actually asks him a question about this, and then he goes off doing the administrative process that he's used to doing because it works for him. Because he gets in there, he knows who he is, and that's it. That's, you know, that's it. They don't want to mess with him. But uh, as far as Beacon 37 goes and getting that lawful foundation laid, because none of those, uh, none of those, uh, those uh, state constitutions were sent to the people for ratification. That is a very, very key point, because we've all been franchised illegally through adhesive and unconscionable contracts, because all law is contractual. We have been contracted into a corporate system where we have no say except for the proxies that we put into the positions that they're in. And they are brokering us, and silver was taken out of their coin, they are brokering us because of our full faith and credit. So. There is there's a lot more that goes on, you know, with this. But as for as for Jim, what he's saying about the Hague always uh, kind of intrigued me. Why does the Hague come in? And it wasn't until until uh, David brought it up the the other day that I actually started to look into it, and I saw that these were treaties and everything that uh, was entered into by these reconstructed political bands back in the 1800s after Reconstruction. So this all ties in as far as Article 6. And in in looking at Article 6 and knowing who we are in the scheme of things based on that first paragraph of independence, the Declaration of Independence, as they call it, we do have an awful lot of power, but we have to remember who we are in the scheme of things. I yield. Thank you, Nikki. Um, um, you're, you're outlining a lot of important points that I thirst to uh, discuss more fully with you, Nikki, but um, remember the concept of due process of law is a course of step-by-step -step procedures, and, and, and you got to accomplish the, the, the big issues before you can get into those details of the smaller issues. Um, and um, um, I'm curious, do you know Jim Wright's claim 
to to constitutional law scholarship? Does he claim to be well studied in constitutional law, or has he just picked no. up a few administrative tricks and um, uh, got a mandate from the Pentagon here? It's it, it, it appears to me. Okay, I've never gotten into that kind of a conversation with him about the Constitution per se because he doesn't seem to go there. He's more about you know was the law followed to begin with. Okay, yeah. so it's all administrative with him. Yeah. Okay, well, at that point, I think those of us that consider ourselves to be constitutional law scholars should at least command equal respect with Jim when when we're having these these discussions in phone conferences. Uh because I, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, because if we're just deferring to an administrative uh, 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 a specialist who has um, uh, a mandate from the military war powers Pentagon, uh, uh, that's not sufficiently enlightened guidance and direction for us to return to a truly organic, constitutionally lawful remedy. Um, I don't think he is against this at all. Charles, if that's where you know you're gone, no. I think if it comes to a meeting of the minds and understanding what needs to be done going forward, and that's where you come in because you've been at this for so long, and David, you know, knows these ins and outs, and he knows how to put put it together in such a structured way that it'll be pretty clear going forward when we start getting into our communities from the township level and start building on this. Thank you. Um, I'd like to kind of uh, segue it all together in that that. Um, David and I communicate just fine because David maintains the cool, calm, collected voice and tone that I referenced to him and complimented him for earlier. But again, Jim Wright gets gets uh, emotional and 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 in into a rush to judgment type of a tone of voice, and he turns the volume up. And at that point, I start becoming intimidated, and and I can't try to exhaustively explore the merits of the points that I'm trying to raise. And so, I, and I believe other people are rather intimidated by Jim's um, 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 uh, uh, emphasis, emotional uh, uh, prioritization of, of the concerns that he's looking at. Um, um, and, and they're under, um, um, I think the, the the consensus that we need to hammer out is going to have to happen in forums like this, where Jim does not exercise a, a predominant influence, um, uh, and, and then perhaps we can take our consensus before Jim, and he can either say yes or no, uh, or, or maybe suggest some minor modifications, and then maybe our collective judgment will be of sufficient influence that maybe he'll make some reasonable compromises with us. But I think when we're, we're I think it's kind of a lost cause to try to involve him in discussions like this because he just turns up the volume too much and, and at that point the rest of us kind of become intimidated and we don't have a well-reasoned discussion happening. Well, that, that's, uh, yeah, and that's, uh, you know, that's, that's Jim. Jim has got a job to do. He is a truck driver. He's given, you know, he said, they, somebody tells him, you make a delivery, you go here, here, and here, and here to pick up for the delivery, 
And you don't get involved with anything else. You know you've got a time frame. Get it done. That's that's Jim. But get, think of it like, you know, the laws of nature or nature's God imply that the basic functioning of government was to be like a healthy body. It had bicameral, right? That's the heart. So at the heart of the matter, of course, is the legislative process and the you know, um, but it, not all skin cells are muscle cells, or skin cells aren't muscle cells, aren't brain cells. He, I, you know, there is just so many different parts to it. He doesn't have any problem with anybody else doing what it is that they need to do in order to bring the right form of government forward. Let's figure out what it is. Let's do it. And it starts with, you know, of course, the judicial system because there's T cells and B cells and there's macrophages and, and neutrophils and that clean up the system. So it's all getting done and there is no one in charge. Yep, I mean. It just gets done because the, 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 the correct people come forward and do it. So I, I see you as being that. Charles and David, I, I, and there's Aaron here in Pennsylvania, and there's um, Wonderland. There is many people doing what needs to be done at this particular juncture of time. We can do this. There's not one person in charge, Charles. So just do your leadership in what it is that you do best, and we'll get this done. You and Janet, uh, Maria Janet, were doing a great job in 2006. I love the way you're talking here, Nikki. Was David or somebody else trying to make a point there? Yeah, I yeah, I just, uh, Thank you. I just uh, wanted to say that uh, uh, in the last call, Nikki had proposed that uh, that we use this this uh, Friday night call uh, to maybe come up with a committee. Uh, that uh, where we can exercise that discussion collectively and um, uh, and and come up with uh, something to bring back to the Beacon 37 call, so that uh, in in the fashion that you had just described, Charles. So um, we have right now carte blanche to to do that with uh, other people's permission and involvement uh, that's on the call and. Um, you know, we we I'd be welcome to other feedback on this issue. Um, I think the first issue to uh, uh, and and if we were to have any kind of a committee, you know, it could be a kind of ad hoc or uh, doesn't need to be anything formal, as far as I can see, unless you want it to be. But um, yeah, if uh, I, I believe where we left off was that, uh, you know, on the debate on whether or not the provost marshal was going to be involved in strictly in cases where an American national has been wronged um, uh, in such way that they were incarcerated and a habeas corpus was not working. everything that I'm seeing shows that that should not be the case and that if uh, a provost marshal is going to be acting on behalf of an American national, uh, if you want to call it that, uh, that it's not going to matter whether the person that is being wronged is a defendant or a plaintiff. 
because I believe if he is a defendant, he's got some complaints of his own if he's done nothing wrong. And uh, certainly uh, looking at something in hindsight, especially with all the paperwork to show uh, 2020 vision on what exactly happened and well documented that that, uh, we're actually in a better situation to make our case uh, in, in that, in the latter of the two, I yield. Thank you, David. I'd like to uh, state that I believe um, uh, that at least one big step can be made towards a full resolution of this, and maybe there's two or three different steps from different angles or consecutively that might be applied. But I'd like to get into the nuts and bolts of 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 the bottleneck, the, the the brick wall that David is facing here, and 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 to try to outline what I believe is a, a, a lawful, the the next lawful step, due process of law, due course of law is a course of step by step procedures, and and it's a little bit altered because we don't have our county sheriffs here, rather than looking to county sheriffs and posse comitatus and peace officers, at least for purposes of this discussion, we're trying to work towards interfacing with the military jurisdiction, uh, in particular whoever the leadership might be at the top of the hierarchy in the Pentagon, and then progressively down to the President of the United States, and progressively down lower to the Provost Marshal in in the local jurisdictions. Um, And thereunder, I believe the, the, the nature of the complaint, I think earlier on, um, um, the, the 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 pattern suggested by Jim that David was following was to file a crime report, what's called a crime report, with this three levels of de facto jurisdiction: provost, marshal, president, de facto, and Pentagon. The, the 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 paperwork that Jim suggested, I believe, was filing a crime report. Was that correct, David? Uh, that uh, that uh, um, that's where I wasn't getting the straight answer out of him. Um, and uh, but that I can tell you where I was going with it was that I have already have filed the crime report with the president and with the military, and I got no responses. And I got the same as no response from the U.S. Attorney General. And I'm talking. Two administrations, the Obama administration and the the Trump administration. So the only thing I was lacking in, as Jim Wright put it, doing it right, was uh, was submitting my documents in the right way with the right ingredients to the right person, being the uh, provost marshal. So I've already got steps two and three covered, but I, maybe I just didn't do it right. So I got to go back and cover my bases. So uh, I'm ready to do that. Uh, I never got a straight answer out of him whether whether you have to be a a, a defendant or a plaintiff. It, it, it um, just it, but it doesn't make any sense to to just to have. I did say I was not going to go to jail first, just so that I could put myself on the line and see if doing it as a defendant is going to work. Right, right, right. Can, if I might expand on 
on what you said from here. I, 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 I think your words indicated that Jim is being a bit ambiguous, and I think the underlying factor to that is that he's not really a constitutional law scholar. So, so he's trying to motivate things to get going, but he doesn't even know how those things should move forward. And, and, and so it's left to us here to hammer out a consensus on how best to move forward, how most lawfully to move forward. Jim's not going to be of much help there. We're going to have to do the heavy lifting on putting that together, I do believe. Well, if, 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 if this is Allie, may I come to the floor for a moment? Please. Sure. Uh, first, I would. Uh, I have a question that I would like to put out for discussion, but uh, first I want to give my gratitude of thanks to you, Charles, David, and Nikki, uh, because... Uh, we really do need to work on the delivery of our words and be mindful with our words. And uh, the evidence of this was proven by Dr. Masoro Emoto uh, that uh, words do impact your molecular structure. Uh, I could go further into that, but uh, that's sort of taking us off in the wrong direction to my question. And I think it's mainly directed today because... Doesn't it seem that President Trump has now filled up all of his cabinet positions with the military? And so my question is, do you think the military is now running our government and that's why we're not getting replies? Well, I if uh, that's directed to me, um, I'm going to probably give you a disappointing answer, and, and that is that I've been so busy doing research on the past and and the you know the the basis for my criminal complaints and organization and stuff like this and and which includes uh, documenting the non responses and the and the and the FOIA answers that I get and 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 uh, I don't know if you know Allie but I also do uh, video documentaries on this particular topic nobody's paying me and everything and so i'm uh i'm doing all i'm i'm just been a documentarian my my neighbor calls me a scribe um and so um to, uh, the quick answer to your question is that uh, i'm not aware that he of what trump has been doing i get emails daily that i just can't read i don't have time to read them uh push email and um uh, I would suspect that uh, that Trump made fear for his life, and if I was in his position, I'd probably want as many guns around me as possible. Um, I'm sorry I can't come up with a better answer. Well, this, that doesn't disappoint me because I don't have an answer. That's why I put it out for a question because, it, you know, it seems to me with, with General Kelly and all these different generals that he's putting up to head these different departments. So. Um, I, I just wondered if anybody could kind of color in the pieces of those puzzles of the military and that he's appointing into the government. Well, yeah. There, uh, there, uh, Nikki, if I can just add this sure, other point. Sure, go ahead. Uh -huh. There is a, um, a theory uh, that has been in the works uh, for a long time, and that is that you're going all the way back to when, when uh, titles of positions like attorney general and uh, and inspector general and all these positions have been placed in these uh, government positions that the government is, uh, uh, as they say, um, 
uh, hidden in plain sight. Uh, you know, if they're being called a general, they're a general. They're, they're, this is the military. They are the military, and it's not a government. It, well, yes, because I, I find that really interesting when they seem to be blaming us for climate change with our CO2 emissions. And then I think when I look at graphs and charts, um, who is the biggest customer of the gas and oil industry? The military. Who's the biggest polluter in the world? It's all their air bases and fuel and area. The military. Who is the biggest part of our budget? The military. And who is the biggest? Well, I won't fill in the last word there. So, you know, uh, it, it just causes me to wonder how, how effective we, we can be at holding these people accountable when um, they're still programmed into this thinking. Nikki, um, or uh, Allie, uh, this is Charles. Um, um, I love your insights, and, and I know your reference to uh, Professor Omoto about the, the, the water freezing into the crystals and how our words do have um, um, profound influence on the nature of the structure of reality that surrounds us. Um, but, sister, I dare suggest you're shifting the focus over to our problem there, and, and, and we need to prioritize talking about the solution. Well, well, yes, and believe me, you know, I'm right down there on the ground with you because for 12 years I was an elected official. And uh, that's when I began investigating the law and, and how they uh, were able to put this operating plan in place. And I, you know, started with, uh, uh, in my own community, uh, with the growth management plan and followed it all the way up the ladder. So um, I'm one that looks at the whole big picture but um, I, I'm down here on this earth, and I, I figure my, my whole destiny is for safe, clean water and safe, clean energy. And uh, to accomplish that, we need to follow the natural laws because it is water and uh, energy that support and sustain all living things. So how do we do that? By the things that we're doing, and that's why it's so darn important we keep on doing this. And I think it's wonderful that we have these discussions uh, really covering uh, how to best manicure this garden we all live on called Earth. Thank you, Ali. Uh, excellent. Um, I'd like to briefly point out, in harmony with the laws of nature, um, people like yourself that are informed of the laws of physics know it, uh, there's there's certain numerical values that produce harmony, and one of those numerical values is is 12. 12 is a very conducive number for building harmony in social structures, and that interfaces with Professor Emoto's work, and this gets to our jury trial process, this gets to the 12 tribes of Israel and the 12 apostles of um, um, Jesus. Um, so I'd like to point out there's metaphysical spiritual values uh, interfacing in exactly not only our problem, the disharmony that we're facing, the discord, but also our solutions. Um, um, so um, thereunder, I'd like to go ahead and, and try 
to focus on what I referenced earlier as as I believe uh, I've got insight here from my common law studies uh, and due process studies that can take us to at least one big step forward in resolving this bottleneck between the the, the executive military remedies that Jim Wright is suggesting that David follow um, and the bottleneck that David is facing um, um, in trying to move forward with the merits and the justice of his complaint. If, By if all I means. May, may, yeah, no, uh, thank just a, just a point of reference uh, with uh, what Ali has said um, about uh, the military. Most of the people in Trump's uh, in Trump's uh, administration are military. Well, the fact is is that to be good stewards, you know, getting back to the laws of nature and uh, what we're here for, and good stewards of the water and, and everything else. Well, there are people who take it upon themselves when they join the military that they're going to be good stewards of what they believe to be a free and independent country. So just um, along those lines, they have been there even with the all-volunteer service. They have to earn an income somehow, and, you know, I guess it's a toss-up what they do. <laughs> so uh, when they go in, though, their heart does not change. They are still for what this country is supposed to be. They have it in their genetic being laws of nature and nature's God. So just um, uh, be aware that uh, not it's not all bad, it's not all good, but it's not all bad either. But we have to do our part with what we know is correct and right. And so with that, with that said, I'm, I'm looking forward to what you have in mind because we don't know what we don't know until we know it. Okay? Thank you. I yield. Well, may I reply to that? I, I really appreciate that. And uh, uh, one of the things that I've been involved with for uh, several years now, uh, and you may have heard of it, uh, I've been involved with Josh DeSoul and Cal Washington and uh, a, a group that has started with 20 of us uh, with a, called uh, Take Back Your Power Over the Smart Meters. And uh, I'm one of the three seed groups who began filing notices of liability um, against uh, those in the city of Seattle uh, for the harm that they would cause from, from the smart meters. And uh, this is after you know, years of being in front of them, giving them information, giving them testimonies, giving them scientific documents, giving them all of those things and being dismissed. And finally, we uh, looked at this way beyond going and telling them our grievances rather than going and uh, uh, registering um, our, um, the, the liabilities from them and holding them accountable. So uh, we, we're um, coming up on our final step now in this process, and uh, it has grown to the in-power movement uh, because it has been so successful with the three seed cities, uh, Seattle, uh, Kelowna, B.C., and Detroit, Michigan, and that uh, it is now available online, these documents of how anyone can use uh, this process of these notices of liability of harm that they are putting upon you. So go, it's inpowermovement.com. If I may. Uh, this Thank is David. I just I wanted to tell you, uh, Allie, that um, 
Uh, I have gotten that video from five different directions, at least the first one. And I watched it all the way through, and I'm going, oh, where did I see that, uh, the paperwork? Because somebody has sent me the paperwork, too, and I'm going, where did I file that? Because I don't, I don't throw stuff away. And so uh, uh, I'm I'm very excited about that. I, I think that it is the way to go. Uh, whoever it was that mentioned um, uh, Hartford Van Dyke, this uh, notice of liability goes right along with, it runs parallel uh, with the stuff that Hartford Van Dyke is talking about. Hartford takes it in a direction um, dealing with um, uh, public notices, new, uh, the, uh, the the you know the the notes uh, and things like and and uh, newspapers. Um, but uh, this notice of liability it, it seems to be catching on a little <laughs> bit better. Uh, and uh, I just wanted to congratulate you for doing so well on uh, the marketing of that. Uh, well, it, it's been a long time coming, and, uh, you know, we, we're hoping to get it done on the smart meters because then we will take on the next issue. And uh, I am also vice president of Washington Action for Safe Water, and I, I sit on the board uh, with a, a, another fellow that's part of the seat group for the smart meters, and we are seriously discussing that then uh, once we uh, cure the liability of the smart meters, we will try and cure the liability of water fluoridation because they've done the same things in denying documents and listening to us there. And Seattle happens to be the biggest distributor of smart meters and fluoridated water in the state of Washington. Can, can I uh, build on that, Allie? Certainly. Um, I know there's a lot of good people that are concerned about that exact issue, and uh, along with the chemtrails issue and a, a number of, of of issues that are very deserving of of our our active um, uh, involvement in, in 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 bringing about change in a positive direction here. Um, um, Donaldson is in the chat window. He's really peeving me. He keeps logging in and um, um, uh, chatting in bad accusatorial manners. I'm going to really, I'm going to lock him out even worse. That, that's off point. The 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 point I was trying to drive towards, um, um, Ali, is 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 that. Uh, if we can get uh, a critical mass, if we can sort of prime the pump to get something going forward with, with David's case here and, and other cases, people will come to recognize the metaphysical harmony, the social harmony that we're producing with our common law jury unanimous 12-person uh, judgments because we are the conscience of the community. We keep our judgments open. If people can show, even after we've rendered a final judgment by due process of common law, um, uh, we can still modify that if somebody comes in and shows us how we are unjustified, how we are disharmonious, supposedly, with the laws of nature and nature's God. We'll, they, all 12 of us will back off and change things. Um, um, and and um um and 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 that produces a um um uh, a a harmony that 
um, uh, is universally recognizable by all people of conscience. And um, I, so, um, um, uh, can I just add about your where you're umming and eyeing? Because I think what our job does is once we hold them liable, we need common law juries to put them in front of. Yeah, well, see, we can form them here. We've got we've got the the biggest part of a common law jury right here, and yeah. and, and and we can That's go forward of it all. from here on out. Um, um, so, um, um, but the, the point I was trying to drive towards is. If we can produce a breakthrough for David, uh, um, and 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 start producing other good remedies, then we can focus on issues like the 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 smart meters and the chemtrails, and we can start producing remedies in those realms. And or or even if we can't produce complete remedies, there's there's lots of people in the realms that are concerned about this. And and once they start recognizing that we're at least making progress, we've got a shot at curing the smart meter and the chemtrail problem. At that point, those communities can merge with our communities, and our people will start becoming more aware of the smart meter and chemtrail problems, and so we will support that agenda too. At that point, good-hearted people are coming together to support each other's agenda, and all of the people that are specific issue people will immensely empower our um, uh, uh, judicially related search for justice community here uh, uh, community. Um, so, so if, if we can start producing remedies, and and um, uh, then then a, a myriad of other specific issues that are all concerned about very legitimate and worthy problems of being addressed. Um, uh, at that point, uh, we will start gaining more popular support, and and we have the legal high ground, the lawful high ground, and we have the moral high ground. Okay, when we've got that and we've got the popular support, nothing can stand in our way. Well, you just beautifully summed up what I am doing and how I feel there. This is incredible because. Uh, I, for years, have been working with Dane Wigington on geoengineering uh, and uh, with several others, and I, I seem to be one of the, the the threads that it's time that we all got threaded together because we're in the same tapestry. And uh, so I am one who's – I'm even working with Robert F. Kennedy, Jr., on vaccinations. I mean, it is incredible uh, the synergy that is beginning to happening with the light of us doing exactly what we're doing. So thank you for summing it up so well of what needs to be done because it's happening. Thank you. I'd like to briefly expand on that. I like to think in terms of 12 points of light arranged in a circle. Okay, and, and you can build them out from that. The Bible references 144,000, which uh, that plugs into the Exodus 18 thing at the lower levels. We're based on tens, and that's the thousands, because it's communities of tens, fifties, hundreds, and thousands. But at the upper levels, like the 12 tribes of Israel, it's divided into 12s, because that's where you get into the real metaphysical um, 
uh, uh, spooky stuff that 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 you need the full council of twelve people. See, at the ten person level, it's kind of just uh, uh, administrative and and just keeping the peace. But when you go to the judicial realm, then you go to the metaphysical realm, and things start getting spooky and complex. But you've got twelve people hammering out consensus, and at that point, you're even more. Uh, uh, um, um, enlightened by the, the 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 good spiritual energies of the cosmos through your twelve person assembly that is there <laughs> seeking out God's holy truth and justice. But um, 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 I'd like to take that <laughs> ultimately more worthy statement by uh, and bring it around full circle back to the task at hand with David and trying to widen out this bottleneck lawfully between the, the, the military leadership, especially the ones like what Nikki referenced earlier, the ones that, that we do recognize that there are many good people in the military that are desiring to help us, and apparently from Jim, some of them are even uh, up in leadership positions. If we've actually got good leaders in the military there, it is of 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 a very significant priority for us to form the lawful basis, like Jim Wright is suggesting, for them to come to our assistance. Okay, the problem is Jim's suggestion of just filing a criminal report from from uh, eccentric, patriotic uh, uh, freemen like all of us, including myself, but from David Scheid there, is 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 inadequate apparently to get their attention because they're just they're, they're disrespecting. The, the 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 massive amount of labor that David has put into um, uh, his cases and to notifying them in respectful manners that there's emergency situations out here and they need to help us. Apparently, with just David doing it, that's not enough to get their respect. We need a bigger hammer. And if I might pursue farther thereunder. I dare suggest, rather than David filing a criminal report, that 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 that, that we should assemble a 12-person jury, and and issue some form of 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 judgment, the default judgment. David is in position to secure default judgments against all of those corrupted officials that he named there. Am I an heir there, David? Well, we have a we have a smorgasbord of anything you want. I'm telling you, it goes on yeah. and on and on. Yeah. Okay. Well, David, can't to, to to be clear to put it into words uh, in a, a nice wordy summary here. We are in a position to secure default judgments through our jury process from the records already in your case on the web page. We're, we should be able to convince 12 people uh, by examining just a few documents that a long list of people that have obstructed justice in your case deserve to be arrested, and, and, and we do not have sufficient um, uh, enforcement capabilities at this point to do it ourselves, and so we need assistance from the military in executing arrest warrants that our jury is is considering offering here. Is that a good focal point? Uh, I like that. So you're saying um, that we go ahead and 
uh, as a jury, well, I can't because it's my case, but um, uh, we go as a jury and adjudicate and then uh, write to the provost marshal or or to the military and say, uh, you know, we can't get enforcement, so we need to have this enforced and by all of us. This is Nikki. Um, I have uh, I, I, I think that uh, in order to do that, though, it's not just, uh, it is that simple. However, the protocol is generally to do a letter rogatory so that you're following international law so that you don't over you know just go from one one to the other and that's it but uh, go through the the proper steps as far as the law of the flag goes and uh, just you know cover your bases that way and because we know that this is this is a belligerent jurisdiction this is a uh, occupying power that is in charge of our courts we know that so the fact is, is that we know that we're in another jurisdiction, or we should be, you know, adjudicated in another jurisdiction, meaning the a trial by jury rather than a jury trial, a trial by jury, then to the court that you're appealing to, as well as to the court that you then send a letter rogatory. A letter rogatory is under international law. It's is something to take it out of one venue and put it into another, or jurisdiction and put it into another. And that way, yeah. it's just uh, it's just one of those, um, you know, fundamental things. Um, and there's probably others, but that I don't know about. But if anybody can bring them forward, you know, um, in covering all of your bases like that, you're sure to give them no wiggle room. Is where I'm going with that. I yield. Thank you, Nikki. Um, um, that that I, I'm familiar with the notar uh, the um, letter rogatory process, and and that would be um, uh, incorporated into our package of our remedy. Yes, David, go ahead. Well, I just uh, well, I th I think everybody here. First of all, I, I'm I'm so ready to do something like this for multiple reasons. Uh, first. I know that I can't do anything more by myself. I have to have people around me, and I, I want to be around others. Um, uh, number two, I, I'm not I'm I'm one to use some sensibility here, and I do know that there's no sense in doing the same thing again and expecting different results. I want to do something different, and um, and and. The final thing that I have to say is for anybody that's new on the call, doesn't know me, doesn't know what I've been doing, is that I have uh, an, an ability to not only write but to um, but to organize. It's, these are a couple of my skill sets, and uh, and I've been able to um, and and take and you make use of technology. That would be a third one. And uh, I've been able to uh, file all these different court cases and, and log the results and, and create uh, records, keep track of records, scan records, uh, so resubmit it, re the same records again to other court cases and document that. And, 
and basically show a pattern, what's called a pattern and practice of malfeasance, uh, criminal malfeasance, and and what amounts to domestic terrorism. And I've got the, all these documents posted publicly. Charles has been gracious to um, allow me to, to uh, maintain those documents on his server. We've got backups. I've got hard copies. Uh, we have the evidence that that is compounded. To uh, to we can start with one person and um, and and uh, get a conviction, or we can go with a uh, multiplicity. Um, but uh, you know, and I know there's a lot of people with with other cases out there, but. Uh, if we're going to start somewhere and I'm going to be involved, um, you know, I can be pursuing one area. Like I said before, we can we can uh, do this in a tangent way, where I I do my case and and somebody else does another case, and and we compare notes down the line and and you know, see what Jim's got to say about you know each of these different venues that we're we're going in. So I yield. Thank you. I just wanted to say thank you for that. It means a lot to me. Thank you, David. I'd like to point out that the most powerful uh, um, argument in law that we can make um, uh, to good executive officers in provost marshal or presidential or Pentagon offices is unanimous 12-person Seventh Amendment jury verdict okay once we try facts and we adjudicate those facts and we bring them to what's recognized under common law due process as quote final judgment that is the highest form of judicial ruling in the land and judicial rulings are the highest form of law in the land um, and and they're under um, um, David um, we need to have probably one particular criminal complaint type of document that that I th that that brings your case into focus well, and um, we need our our, our jury to um, um, uh, become sufficiently familiar with the merits of that document to. To issue judgment thereon, and and at that point we should give a fresh notice, even though you've already noticed them in the de facto federal and state courts to appear and defend to your complaints there. They've ignored that. You need to go through a motion again of notifying them to appear and defend online these conferences when we are holding the conferences. Um, um, Friday evening, uh, uh, yeah, um, uh, you know the routine. Um, at that point, they probably won't appear. Um, and at that point, we can proceed straight to default judgment because we've given them notice of the nature of the complaint against them. You'll need to have some green cards in return. To You don't have to include a copy of the complaint. You can just refer to the web page um, where the complaint's at 
and say it will be re-adjudicated. You can have a web link in your notice, one or two pages, and, 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 and just send it out to them, green card requested, then bring the green card back after it's come and, and, and scan it in to a PDF file so that everybody can see it and we can post it online in your, your um, um, uh, the, 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 the directory for your case on, on, on our web page here. And then everybody can see the green card, everybody can see the document, everybody can see uh, the notice that they were uh, invited to appear and defend. They can see the nature of your complaint against them. They can see that they are failing to respond. They're under, are in the interests of justice. Our jurors have the right to proceed to a default verdict. They're under. We can we can take that to any type of enforcement people that are necessary, um, including the military people that Jim Wright is directing us to. Does that sound like a good step forward from here? Sounds excellent to me. I would like to invite uh, other people's comments because uh, it it would take at least twelve of us and. Um, you know, 13, with uh, me being out of that um, jury process, uh, adjudicating my own case. Um, uh, so I, I would uh, welcome other people's input and uh, thoughts. Are you? Well, if I might expand a little bit, we can do it in similar manners as we're doing with the Keith Livingway case. We've only got nine jurists signed on to that so far, so it's not really a final judgment. But once we convince three others, and maybe some people here, I'll post the web link in the chat window, maybe people here will, quote, become sufficiently informed to adjudicate the cause of justice with regard to the controversy before the court, unquote. Something like that. Um, that's all you need to do is become sufficiently informed when you're acting as a jurist, and we don't have to all sit down at the same time and place to bring these 12 people to form a consensus to reflect the conscience of the community and God's holy justice. So it's a fluid type of process. We don't need to get caught up in statutory formalities. Our cause is justice. And remember, 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 justice delayed is justice denied. Okay, we've got the right to move forward. Huh? Go ahead. I, I'm with you there. I, I, I'm with you. And um, I think technology now uh, allows us to uh, to carry things out that way. Um we don't have to behave uh, in the same fashion. Uh, we can exercise the same principles uh, as before and utilize technology um, to our advantage in uh, in helping to expedite justice. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So, David, um, um, can, uh, you're, you're, um, do you have... Would it be a major brain load, or do you have something at the top of your mind that might be a good document for us to focus on? Maybe we could post a web link to it in the chat room so that those of us with chat capabilities can at least start looking it over. And, and uh, I'm familiar with enough with your case to know for sure that I'm going to be real easy to sign on to just about anything you put in front of us. We'll have to work up some specific wording. Uh, 
that'll reflect the nature of your case of uh, a jury verdict. But I've posted um, a link to one that we've got with a case with Brother Shorty that we're working on concerning one of the Amish fellas, Randall Sessengood. He just got railroaded off into jail up in uh, Illinois, I believe, uh, some rural space outside of Chicago there. Um, but also uh, Samuel Gerard. We've got rough drafts of jury verdicts there that is down to 11 pages or so that that is doing a lot of talking about metaphysics and the laws of nature and nature's god i get wordy in in our jury verdicts and uh, and, and because um um um, if people want to accuse us, send a SWAT team or a drone out to hit us or something um um at least we're going at we're we're what we're doing here we're we're making it real clear the righteousness of our cause, okay? And 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 when we do that with lots of words, there's no wiggle room for him to say, "Oh, gee whiz, I thought they were a bunch of uh, uh, terrorists or or um, um, uh, uh, misguided violent militia people or something." That's what I, we thought they were. No, no, we've got the moral high ground and the legal high ground on our side. It, it, it's clearly explained in the wordy 11 pages uh, 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 without getting into the details of the facts, which is going to expand it even further. That is going to be the final jury trial verdict that we're going to take in front of the Pentagon and the Provost Marshal here and ask him what the heck he thinks of that. If that's it's good enough for him now. You're not just listening to David Scheid out here when he sets a, a proper criminal complaint before you. How about a whole court of justice for the entire United States of America, unanimously affirmed by 12 people that are conscience-bound and fear God? Um, is that good enough for you, or are you all a bunch of devil worshippers? Well, the, uh, that was well said uh, and very articulate, uh, or very articulate. Um, the, the short answer that I would say is yes, that I do have something. Uh, um, as far as posting it in the chat window, uh, I would prefer to think a little bit more carefully of, of which one, um, because I have so many. Uh, I've got sworn affidavits and all that. I, but again, I, I do want, because we are... Um, uh, focused on a consensus, and, and um, I would like to have other people say yes, uh, that um, that this is something that they would like to see move forward, and uh, I just would like to, you know, make sure that other people, you know, I don't want this, uh, I don't want to, I want to give them the chance to speak. Yeah, yes. Can I expand there quickly? I would think that it would be really good at this juncture uh, to to just try to get to, to try to pull our community of activists here to to ask them, uh, generally speaking, without getting into the details and subject to to approval later on. I, I think it would be good to just ask people that, from their understanding of the merits of David's position here, if we put it together, go through the work of doing all the the um, uh, 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 paperwork like what we're talking about here, are they generally inclined to believe that they would be willing to sign on to a jury verdict 
once David makes it real clear that 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 his cause is justified and he deserves to be ruled to be justified in 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 the general case that he's described, I'll affirm that to to start out with, and I'm willing to be functioning as jury foreman and and justice of the peace, uh, presiding judicial officer in this case. So if they're going to send a drone or a SWAT team at anybody, it'll be me first, okay? But I need at least eleven others. Uh, which will, that's more than even if we got everybody here, we'd need more than what we got. Um, but um, uh, just those that feel comfortable um, uh, can can we ask if if subject to final approval and if everything proves is represented by David here, um, can we kind of poll and ask how many people have the courage to sign on to a jury verdict here? Anybody? This is Nikki in Pennsylvania, and uh, definitely I will affirm. Excellent, Nikki. Anybody else? Rick? Um, Shorty? How about you, Shorty? Not at this time, Charles. Okay. Um, I'd like to segue to the Randall Sessingood case after we wrap up. And um, Randall Sessingood is a good example of that jury verdict. And um, uh, uh, is that also something that you need more time on? It would Shorty would be the the Randall Sessingood jury verdict. Do you need more time on that, or are you willing to affirm yeah, basically like that? Today is the first time I pulled it up. I saved it on my favorites. I'll look it over, and I'll have a decision by Sunday evening. Okay. Well, it's it's basically identical to the one that I previously uh, linked to you in Samuel's case. So if you've read Samuel's, you've basically have, run Randall's also. This is the first time I've read anything along that line, so I have not seen the one on Samuel. Oh, okay. Well, I'm I'm glad you're 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 willing to look at these. I'm glad you're willing to consider David's case. And I do hope that as we we're probably going to move forward with this with David here. But I do hope that you'll consider signing on in support of what we're talking about with David here too, Shorty, because you're you're one of the primary people that I like working with. That I've got a good working relationship in what we're trying to do here for bringing justice for everybody. Well, okay, I'll be um, on the side listening, and when it's time, let me know, and then I'll bring up Randall's stuff. Okay, well, we'll probably be going over to that within 10 or 15 minutes here. I think we're winding up David's case here. Um, okay. Um, yeah, um, but if we might finish that up, is, um, are there other people from Washington State or uh, uh, Texas or Pennsylvania that are willing to sign on to a jury verdict, generally speaking, um, um, uh, subject to final approval. Anybody? Well, I'll sign in. Uh, who is this? Well, this is Dan. I'm actually in Michigan. Yeah, I know, I know David uh, personally. I've uh, I've been up in meetings with him. I've seen enough of the uh, the case there to be willing to at least sign on to uh, to indict uh, the judge in this case. In his case. Okay, well, we'll 
we 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 we're, we're not David's criminal complaint against him already accomplishes all of the tasks of a a a grand jury indictment um uh, so we're moving past that towards final judgment and that would be what um subject to final approval we would be seeking you to uh assign on as a juror issuing this judgment here Dan Yeah I I, I think I'd be willing to do that Okay, okay. David, that that means you've got me, Dan, and Nikki at least affirming basically, and I think this time we'll probably bring Shorty in, and and I I, I think um, 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 probably before conference is over, we can probably have at least another one or two uh, basically verbally affirming their willingness to uh, uh, sign on as a jurors, and um, um, so I, I hope that's sufficient um light at the end of the tunnel to encourage you to try to move forward with helping us focus on one specific criminal complaint that you've already filed um uh maybe even contemplate whether it might be worth it to try to um uh reformat one of those and and do something whole cloth here from bottom up just do a lot of copying and pasting but we can probably just build off of one that you've already got and um um, I think so. from I think there, so. go ahead, David. I, I I think that that's quite possible. And um, if you uh, would allow me, uh, I'd like to maybe get with you on Sunday, and I can uh, pass that information to you. You can pass it out. I'm I'm also going to be um, uh, sending out some emails on Sunday. I've been uh, uploading documents. Um, on more recent cases that I've been dealing with, along with these FOIA responses, and, and uh, which I see to be crimes in themselves, um, certainly going to be reporting them as such, since I've got certifications that they've been received, and then FOIA request, FOIA denials saying that they don't exist. So now I've got felony crimes that I've got to report to the uh, to the postmaster general. Um, for uh, you know, interfering with the with the mail. So I mean, I just they they seem to go on and on and on. So yes, I could do that. Um, I will get some emails out to people, including those of uh, Beacon Thirty Seven. I'll send some stuff to uh, to Phyllis that is uh, probably unrelated to this, but I will specifically deal with this with you uh, on which documents that I've chosen and do that on Sunday, if that's okay. Yeah, that's excellent, David. And remember, there is a Beacon 37 conference Sunday evening, I believe. Um, yes. Um, okay, so you and I will probably be talking earlier in the day on Sunday then? Perfect. That'd be perfect. Okay, okay. Um, I would like to e- explore the case that Shorty brought up with Randall Sessengood and um, uh, uh, also Samuel Gerard. Um, but before we shift gears, is there any other, and, and we can take a few moments here and talk about a couple issues if we need to, but I'd like to uh, start working towards wrapping up David's case here. If, if, if anybody has any final comments or questions on how uh, uh, we're putting together a package to, to try to proceed forward in a responsible manner, in response to David's case. Anybody? Michael? Michael, please, go ahead. Um, 
Hey, I uh, volunteered to be on the jury. Ah, really? Okay. Where where is uh, this case taking place? Pardon me? Where is this case taking place? Well, um, uh, David is going to bring it before our online community conference court here. So we can do it online? Yeah, yeah, through phone conferences backed up by Internet where we can look at the documents and stuff, and we can just uh, verbally affirm our jury verdicts uh, over the phone as we're polling people here, like polling the jury. And, um, and, and yeah, we can move so forward in this manner, Michael. Okay, I would be willing to do that. But I would be able all right, to all right. study the case, right? Yeah, yeah, you'll be looking at the documents. We're, we're just kind of pulling for people that, that if David can show us the merits of his argument and, and can, can, can produce the documents and things so that all of us, using our logic and reason, can see that David has proven beyond a reasonable doubt that there is probable cause to believe that these people committed the crimes that David's alleged that they crimes. It, Proven it beyond a reasonable doubt. They default. They don't even come in and talk to us about it. They don't talk to David. They haven't responded to any of the merits of the accusations that David has, has presented to them. So they're under. Uh, the, 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 see, they're counting on the lack of the, the ability of the common people anywhere to be able to form a common law jury like this. They think they're all dominated by the Roman civil municipal forms of government that are functioning from the de facto states and federality jurisdictions. We're going to surprise them. We're going to do something outside the box, but within the parameters of lawful remedies to, to show them that the people can responsibly self-govern in their own communities organized online through the Internet and these phone conferences. Makes sense to me. I'll be willing to uh, look at the uh, evidence. Excellent, Michael. You sound like a good, honorable patriot, man. Uh, can you refresh my memory? What state were you in, Michael? Illinois. Illinois? All right. Um, I'm sure that... Yeah, that'd be great if you can. I'll, I'll put you on the conference list, invitation list, if you're um, not already on it. It's uh, Michael at gmail dot com. What was the first word? Solty, S H O L T Y. Michael M I C H A E L at gmail dot com, and these are all lowercase letters. Mm -hmm. No, 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 it's at nigger.com. Nigger. No. Well, well, there we've certainly got some people that are negative energy. I think that might be southeast Texas. I muted his verbal uh, connection, and we'll just leave him verbal uh, unless we hear, like, um, uh, somebody else uh, 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 is guilty of that. Then I might unmute southeast Texas, but... That's one of those hillbillies from the flatlands of Texas, and um, um, they frequently come in real stupid like that, and so that's why we got to meet them. Well, tell them that uh, I'm not a uh, large stone in the middle of the field. I'm not a niggerhead. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're goofballs um, um, like that are are detrimental to to our conferences. I do like to maintain wide parameters here, but sometimes we suffer to, uh, interrupt from those anarchists. Um, go ahead. Those large rocks always trip my file, and I would have to back up and untrip it and raise the pile up and go over and then start piling it. I don't I don't comprehend what you're saying there, brother. Is this still Michael? Yeah, that's that's when when a farmer is piling a field. Okay. To put in production. I'm a okay. farmer, I'm an old farmer. Are are are, are you one of uh, one of the members of the Amish community there? Oh no, I'm just I'm a just a retired disabled farmer. Okay, okay. Well, I'm really glad to have you with us here, Michael. Especially, we need people with the courage to put their signature, or at least verbally affirm that they are willing to have their name added as jurors on, on our final jury trial verdict. Because, because if just they they disrespect us as individuals or just a few people, but there's strength in our numbers, and and um. The, when when you and others lend, uh, agree verbally to to lend your name to have your name listed as as one of our twelve juror verdict people on in our juror verdicts. Nobody in the de facto courts does that. But this is where our organic grassroots common law empowerment comes from. See, a judicial officer or an executive officer in common law jurisdiction has almost no power of their own. Their power comes from the clear consent of the people. And when you give us your verbal authorization to to um, um, add your name to our jury verdict, then... At that point, we have consent of the governed to this jury verdict. Our jurors are affirming the righteousness and justice and their consent for us to enforce this juror verdict. And if we can't assemble our own enforcement officers through our township-level town constable peace officers or county-level posse comitatus, if we can't assemble it that way, or, or even if we can but we don't have enough uh, 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 people uh, in support of us, then we can go to uh, uh, exactly what Jim Wright has been suggesting of uh, 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 approaching the military through the Pentagon and the provost marshals and the de facto president to, 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 to uh, invite these apparently frustrated military people who are looking for opportunity to exercise their uh, powerful influence in bringing about a, a return to fundamental constitutional principles like due process of law, exactly what we're talking about. Okay, I agree. All right. Glad to have you on board, Michael. You're precious, as are all people, especially who, who are, are affirming their willingness to sign on as yours, and um, um, and even the others on the fringes that are that are a little bit apprehensive still. That's okay. We're glad you're at least listening to us and thinking about us. We're we're, we're glad for everybody that's here. But is there anything else that we should tie up with regard to the issues that David has brought before us here? 
Yeah, this is Dan. I'd like to tune in and just say, you know, as, as a uh, jury member, I'm going to want to see that, uh, you know, the judge has been properly informed. Uh, hey, what's the website again? Was that nigger.com? www.nigger? What was that? That was Western Oklahoma, another flatlander, hillbilly anarchist. Um, uh, we have them once in a while. I think I got them all muted. I'm sorry for the interruption okay. there. I, I just want to say that you know, as a jury member, I'm going to want to see that the uh, the 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 the, uh, the accused has been properly informed when this trial is taking place. You know, by uh, certified mail or, or or something along those lines, where we you know that that they could be on and, and, and you know, properly defend themselves if they choose to do that. And so that's going to be a, uh, you know, a, re a requirement, at least, you know, for me to, to go forward with, with a conviction. Yes, yes. I, I'm glad you're drawing that point out, Michael. David, um, uh, are you picking up on the fact that we'll need a good certificate of mailing composed and we'll need a photocopy of the return green card uh, with a signature on it after? Well, may, I don't know if you'd really need a signature, but at least a green card coming back. Um, um, it might be good to try to get a signature just to, to give give our jurors plenty of confidence that um, uh, I'll leave that everything, to you, David. Um, every, everything that I do, I do with uh, uh, logging the the fact that, that that I am serving it in one way or another, uh, whether it's by certified mailings. Uh, I've been having so much problems with the post office. I get uh, sometimes I also do, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, you can get tracking on on uh, priority mailings. I've I've got. Um, uh, uh, post, uh, what is it, uh, proof of mailings uh, out, uh, these types of things. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, I've spent so much money with the United States Postal Service only to discover that they are part of the problem. Uh, you know, they create controversy in themselves. Um, in, in this I went to the post office today. i got to tell you that I talked to the postmaster at my post office to let him know I've got certified green card receipts um, showing the deliveries of some packages. In one case, I sent a criminal complaint to a U.S. attorney's office and, uh, in Washington, I think it was, and I didn't get anything back. And so I had to go to the post office to get their uh, uh, signature and they they don't give a printed name on this, and most of these people do not print their names, so there's no tracking on who exactly is picking it up. When you send something to a judge, when you send something to a high-ranking official, they are never, ever the ones to pick it up. So in the long run, you can never, ever prove that you actually you know served it on them or that they actually got it. It, it, it's always my due diligence in making every effort that I can to document my efforts to give them the opportunity to get it and to, to prove that at least I sent it or that they have uh, their agents somewhere along the line received it. And all of that yeah. I do with, with impeccable uh, uh, preciseness. You know, thank you. But there, there I, are I'm sure. 
Go ahead. There, there is such a thing as independent servers. I've, I've, I've known a few over the years. Of course, they cost a lot more money to have it hand delivered. But uh, you know, as far as uh, you know, certain summons go, I know that's not the way you want to go. But you could also deliver it yourself. But then uh, you know, it's always nice to have a witness with you because uh, you're an involved party. But uh, you know, just the fact that they get it is is uh, is, is is a major thing. You know, and, and you know, with with the time and date. Uh, that, uh, that this is all going to take place. Well, in, in a particular situation that, that's crossing my mind right now, I can pretty much prove that uh, I, when I served the original summons in a federal case against the judge, that uh, the, the judge, uh, that there was an attorney that showed up in a federal court uh, with an appearance claiming that he was representing that judge and a full, uh, uh, you know, uh, and so there, I've got that evidence if, if that means anything. Um, so I'll discuss a lot of these, uh, these things with, uh, with Charles, but yeah, I get what you're saying. And yes, it does cost a lot more money and, and the money is something <laughs> I'm not making it, you know, I'm not making yeah. it. And I, yeah, they're, 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 they're the cars are leaving the courtroom at the end of the day, you know, 5 p.m. It's just, you know, matter of being there at the right time. I mean, that's what these servers do. They find out, you know, they don't have to be at the guy's house or anything. They just have to be at the right place, you know, where a person works or whatever it happens to be, you know. But in this case, you know, the courtroom, the guy takes off, he does a 9 to 5 or whatever the time leaves, and then, you know, he's on his way to his car, hey, excuse me, and you just put it in his hand. And, you know, you got somebody hanging out with you, and that's it's a done deed. And uh, with your witnesses there to to show that you know he, he's you know you put it in his hand, and this is the time and the date that it's taken place, and this is you know, the website and the address, and you know if you're not there, it's going to take place with or without you. You know. Well, I'll do whatever the consensus is. Um, as far as the future stuff, of course, I can't have already served uh, somebody with something that says anything about a proceeding that we're just even talking about right now that we'd like to consider doing. So, yeah, um, you got to go through the whole process of, of serving again. Yeah, right. So once I once we uh, I get with Charles on Sunday, I'll try to iron out all those details and. Uh, uh, and then uh, by next Friday night, I'm sure that we'll have everything uh, at least presentable for other people to um, see if they think that that's viable. Yeah, yeah, and I think I, you got to put this at least 10 days forward, maybe 21 days or something like that, you know, so that you got uh, you got uh, you know ample time to meet all the legal requirements. Yes. I think in the long run, at some point, uh, if if we can get our listenership and activistship, um, in a, you know, large enough that we can be in saying, okay, I need to serve somebody in Texas, and you know, and actually get some help out in those areas and uh, other areas. Um, so we'll we'll uh, keep hoping for that and keep praying for that. Yeah, yeah, volunteers to serve, you know, to serve papers shouldn't be that hard to find. You know, that would be a, an excellent volunteer contribution. If somebody just say, you know, 
uh, and that would save uh, it would save people like yourself a lot of money. You just you know somebody would volunteer to be at a certain place at a certain time and make sure that this paperwork got to somebody. You know, absolutely. And that would be huge. You know, if somebody that was you know less uh, didn't want to serve on the jury or whatever. You know. Thank you. Yes. Um, um, I'd like to um, briefly segue to an Oregon revised statute. I thought I had it online, but I don't. But there's an Oregon statute that says that if a criminal complaint is placed before a magistrate and the magistrate decides that based upon the criminal complaint, there is probable cause to form the belief that the accused person has committed the crime complained of, then the magistrate shall issue a warrant of arrest of the person accused. Okay? And, and, and we're not doing that based upon the judgment of a single magistrate. That's basically Roman civil municipal law. That's military law. Um, we're doing it only after we've got probable cause to form the belief that a crime has been as a form by 12 people. Um, hey, we got, we got, we got, we got the anarchists back. Um, um, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, but we have the authority. The, the the warrants of arrest that we will consider, uh, we will be issuing judgments, and, and, and an arrest warrant is just a declaration by a judicial tribunal officer or officers that that an arrest is warranted. It's not an order to any specific peace officer to go out and complete the arrest. It's just saying that the arrest is warranted. It's related to the cause of war, the word war, because uh, 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 ancient or uh, early 1800s English common law scholars, Pollock and Maitland, that there's a passage in, in the textbooks, the mini textbooks that they wrote, saying that, that when a person commits a crime, he commits an act of war against the community, Okay, because that's violence. That, that there's you, people are being violent towards the community. That's war. That, that they're, they're warring against the community. They're under. The word warrant has a military connotation in that criminals are engaged in acts of war against the community. And when um, a judicial officer and or a jury decides that an arrest is warranted, and they put that in a paper document. Then at that point, the, the the legitimacy of the application of force is is evidenced when the officer goes to execute the executive officer goes to execute the arrest warrant and and in modern civil uh, de facto due process um, uh, that that can be done just by a single judge. But see, we're setting a higher level. We're, we're, uh, we do not authorize 
the administration of force by executive officers, whether in the Pentagon or our county-level peace officers or municipal police officers or sheriffs or whatever. We do not do it just based upon the 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 the, the viewpoints of a single judicial officer who's frequently influenced by corruption. We assume the heavier burden. We do the heavier lifting of bringing about the census of 12 people of good reputation in our community to agree that this is warranted. That's the superior of our process over theirs. Um, and David, are, do you got to leave here in a moment? David? Did David already leave? No, David's still there. Um, but um, I, I guess I, I wrapped up things in a pretty good package there. Um, is there any other comments or questions regarding David's case before we I'm move sorry, on I to... I had to step away from the phone for just a moment. What did I miss? I heard you. Um, um, uh, the, I, I forget my exact question. My brain can only handle so much. Does anybody recall where we were with David there? Well, we have a, a higher uh, uh, threshold than, than what it currently exists in, in the courtroom. But as far as the jurors, at this point, uh, you know, the, the, the judge uh, is properly served, and what, you know, if they don't show up, uh, then there's, uh, you know, they've been, you know, uh, uh, properly indicted and then properly served. Uh, for the, and if they don't show up, then there's uh, there's cause for a uh, a uh, 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 a uh, document. final judgment. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, or, or or at least contempt of court or something. But yeah, some kind of a, a violation yeah. there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and um, and perhaps even an arrest warrant. Uh, we. We'll have to work on the wording of the, the, the jury trial verdict because um, what we're talking about in the case of uh, uh, Randall and um, uh, uh, Samuel uh, uh, that is related to Shorty's concerns here, that's just getting people out of jail. That's that's not nearly so confrontational as um, um, issuing an arrest warrant against corrupted public servants, but if 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 the corrupted public servants in Randall and 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 Samuel's case don't respect our jury verdicts and and keep those innocent men in jail even after our jury verdicts flow, then without any any dissenting opinion, without any good faith argument, then then at that point those judicial and executive officers that are responsible. For that, those wrongful imprisonments, they're engaged in acts of war for um, um, unlawfully railroading our people off into prison. That's an act of war against the organic body politic of the people. And thereunder, we are warranted in executing force back against them. We are warranted under the highest law of the land, which is common law due process. So t tidying up David's case here. Is there any lingering issues on David's case, or can we move on over to Brother Shorty's uh, concerns about Randall and Samuel here? I'm good. Okay. D David, do you got to leave here?
Uh, actually, I'm looking at the clock, and I think I, I will have to uh, meet my uh, fourth branch telephone conference call. I did notify him tonight I was only going to be on for an hour, uh, and I've, I've had a long day. So um, I, I want to thank everybody, and Charles, I will get with you on Sunday then. We'll plan on that, David. Take care. All right. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Bye. All right. Um, um, from there, Brother Shorty, uh, are, are you prepared to uh, discuss Randall's case a little bit here with us? Yeah. Excuse me, Charles. Would you do me a favor and give me the call ID number for the fourth branch, please? And the number. I don't have that in. handy. I don't have that handy. Does anyone on the call have it to help Donaldson? Hearing nobody. Thanks. Yeah. Um, Brother Shorty. Um, yeah. Are, are, are you there? Can you uh, help us outline the concerns with Randall there, current developments and everything? Yeah. Uh, Randall had a relationship with a gal that worked in a bar, and her husband <clears throat> had a stroke. And so she put him on the farm there in a little sleeping room to help out with the farm work. And then the husband had a second stroke, and then he died. And then they had some kind of relationship. To me, the person works in the bar. She's a woman. She's a bar slut, you know. And so on October the 24th, she took advantage of him and had an ex parte order issued against Randall where he couldn't come around the property. Took pictures of what she wanted to give him and put that in the court. November the 9th, from October the 24th, they had a hearing. In the hearing, they didn't discuss the validity of what would make this ex parte to work. But they did bring up, here are some items to get, and the judge, when questioned about it, what about the rest of my property? He said, you'll get this now. We'll discuss the other later. And then the attorney says, Your Honor, we need a six-month extension. And so he gave him a six-month extension. This is on November the 9th. And on uh, December the 24th, he was in a bar and uh, on his own stupidity and one that she frequents. And so he's going around tapping everyone on the shoulder, including the judge, and wishing everyone a Merry Christmas, and including her. And so she filed filed filet against him, and so he took a three-month vacation. He came back, they arrested him. And so then the game was on. They went to court. And during the time they went to court, there were four documentations that were submitted by the Seeking Justice Resource Community, and those should have stopped everything. The judge threw everything out. I was there on a Friday when he threw everything out. Uh, Randall messed up, and uh, <clears throat> he says, instead of I don't consent, he said, I consent, I consent. And then, instead of saying I object, he said reject. And so right after court, we went ahead and put an order to vacate all the judge's activity up until then. Come Monday... 
He went into court by himself. He gets there, and there were four deputy sheriffs in there. And Randall told the court, <clears throat> you've not answered my uh, documentation before the court. <clears throat> and the court says, we don't have to. We're going to pick jury. That's We're not here for anything other than to pick jury and to have the trial. And he says, well, we're at a standstill, and we can't move forward. The judge says, we will move forward. There was four deputies. They took him, took jurisdiction down a long steel coal barrel of a gun, is what they did. Hang the niggers from a tree, common law tree, tree. Woo! On sale now. I got him muted. Please continue, Shorty. And so, right now, he's sentenced 45 days. He's in jail. There's between ten and $12,000 worth of his property still left out on her place that she's not willing to forfeit up. In other words, the, the order of protection is another form of theft by deception. He can't come there. He can't come around her, and she gets to keep all of what's left. And she doesn't want to discuss it. And so at this point, while he's in jail, we're going to try a durable power of attorney delegating authority to someone in the neighborhood to pursue trying to get the property back. We did put a notice and demand letter together along with an affidavit of facts and an instruction letter for the lawyer that if he didn't do something to resolve this, that uh, he'd be liable as a co-conspirator with her in this after the affidavit of facts and the notice and demand. Do we understand? I I believe so. I think it would be good to uh, make it clear that when that that uh, um, Randall is presently incarcerated because he tapped that woman on the shoulder in the bar, and 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 at, at that time um, uh, he was under a restraining order not to talk to that woman. He he, he told her Merry Christmas, and 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 at least presumably under the lawless jurisdiction of of the de facto courts, there was. A, a de facto restraining order out against him, prohibiting him from talking to that woman, and he exercised poor judgment in tapping her on the shoulder while he was under that straining order against her and wishing her a Merry Christmas? Yes. I I, I really believe that he he had a thing for her even after the restraining order that he thought that he could put something in front of her to entice her to continue to have a relationship. And she didn't want that. She got everything that she wanted, you know, which was, you know, ten to twelve thousand dollars worth of this property, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. Men frequently act stupid around um uh women when they're trying to um court women and encourage a well, natural godly relationship. Well, the thing of it is, is I know that he had a woman that he had a relationship for over 17 years, off and on. And so in between the time, he would go out and find these other women 
and then that relationship went to the wayside. And then when he uh, woke up after he's been in some kind of dilemma with him, uh, then he'd go back to this other gal. And uh, I don't want to mention a whole bunch of names on the program, but I will uh, like to straighten out a couple of facts. Uh, Randall is not Amish. Uh, Randall is English, like you and I. And that uh, the, uh, the Amish guy down there is Jonas. And uh, uh, Jonas and him are real good friends. Okay. Uh, what do you mean by Randall's English? What, you mean uh, Anglican Church? No, English, you know, like you and I. You know, we're either English you or we're Well, see, the, the uh, Amish call all the other people English. Well, I was hoping we could use our vocabulary rather than use the Amish vocabulary. Well, I got yeah, no idea what you mean by Randall's English. Well, what I'm saying is, according to the Amish, you know. Uh, I, mean, well, I, I don't want to learn the Amish vocabulary. I want to know if Randall's got a religious affiliation. I don't think so. Okay, that's all I needed to know, Brother Shorty. Okay, okay. Well, anyway, the long, um, and, the short, the long and the short of it is, is right now, uh, I, I I still feel a need to be able to push and try to get his stuff out. As far as getting him out when he's only got a 45-day sentence, I think that uh, he'll probably end up setting that out, and then when he gets out, then he could come after the big bucks because uh, – the order of protection is something that needs to be resolved because there's never been a hearing to discuss that as far as he's concerned. I don't know what went on on November the 9th, but, uh, you know, October the 24th, ex parte. Ex parte is a 30-day issue where they've got to show validity why the judge should hold this action, you know, as true and correct. And that being the case, uh, they didn't do that, but they gave a six-month extension in November the 9th, and then uh, I think it was uh, maybe April or somewhere along in there, once six months was up, they got another six-month extension. But uh, in the mm-hmm. meantime, they had, they had this thing over his head, you know, and uh, where he oh, okay, so, to, so So to clarify... Um, the document that I've got worked up is a, a habeas corpus jury verdict for Randall. That That's probably counterproductive to try to put any energy into because it's only 45 days. It's, he, he should probably be able to um, handle that without um, uh, the necessity of us trying to build a full jury on that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You know, I've talked to... Uh... Uh, Jonah's down there, and he's having a hard time with being locked up. Uh, you know, of course, this is his first time, and he didn't know that this was coming. You know, you, he's blindsided. You know, they, they they just don't think nothing of it. You know, I was I, I came down there on a Wednesday night, Thursday night. We uh, uh, got all our P's and Q's together for court on Friday. He screwed up in court on Friday. And then we had to back up and put an order uh, to vacate the judge's uh, action prior to that. And then he was supposed to been out to uh, the host home I was staying at uh, Saturday. 
7.30 called me. I missed it. 8.30, I called him. Uh, he talked about being there around noontime or 12.31. And by 3 o'clock, I found out some other information. And so then I ended up uh, leaving and coming back to St. Louis, you know. And uh, he was upset that I did, but, you know, I did the best I could. Hang uh, the niggers! Hang the niggers! Nigger, 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 nigger! Niggers everywhere! He's muted. Sorry, Shorty. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, those things happen. You always get these Yahoo's in there. Uh, but anyway, uh, the long and short of it is, is I've got a lot of time invested in this. I still would like to at least help him get his property back. But I can't, uh, uh, you know, that uh, do anything about uh, the stupidity that he wants to continue to get into. You know, that's, yeah. you know. You know, I mean, he's can, can I kinda, go ahead? Could can I kind of uh, wrap it up here? Tell me if I'm proceeding correctly with regard to my own notes in this court forum that I'm privileged to be able to host uh, in help of bringing justice to our common people. Um, um, uh, so, um, um, on 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 your conference, I think it was Tuesday evening. Well, one of the recent conferences that, that yeah. I think it was Monday evening, the conference on Monday evening that we were talking a bit about Randall's case. Um, uh, well, I forget when it was, but it was one of your conferences uh, uh, about um, we got about 10 different people affirming that they wanted to they were willing to sign on as jurors to try to help Randall. Um and and but it sounds like I, I I believe you're in position of leadership for the entire group. So I'm inclined to presume here that that um, the group that wants to help Randall is is basically being guided and directed by your leadership there, Shorty. Is that pretty much accurate? Well, no, it's not my leadership. It's the uh, Seeking Justice Resource Committee. Uh, one is committee and the other one is community. Community is an invite for others to come in uh, with the committee that discusses it. And and right now we're we're probably up to uh, seven people. And so uh, it, it's not one person making a decision. It's seven people agreeing on uh, a method or a pattern to go by. Okay. Um, um they're under. Um, we should probably back off on the habeas corpus jury verdict that um, um, I composed uh, for Randall and, and, and that I web-linked to you earlier, and we should probably reformat that into a, uh, um, a, a jury verdict expressing that, that Randall deserves to have his property uh, given back to him. Well, my my concern and, and my thoughts and method is, is this, as a consensus, you know, there are seven of us that agreed that at this time he's going to be setting his time out. Afterwards, then we can come after, you know, the criminal activity that led him to that there. But we have to be assured that he's not going to go and do what he did before because that's just going to cause another calamity, and that's not going to resolve anything. You know, and, and until you, we get, 
until we get an understanding from him that uh, what what he has done has caused the action before him. Uh, you know, as far as wanting his stuff back, I understand that. But, you know, that doesn't mean that you uh, you need to blow it by doing things that are going to cause conflict for you. You know, he's in jail because of his own dilemma. You know, uh, although yeah. the, the, the judge did railroad him, and there was four deputies in there, when there's normally just one, I mean, there was only one on Friday, but after we filed the, uh, uh, an order to vacate the judge's stuff, uh, the court took it right away, but the uh, state's attorney, it took five times to shove it on him before we even got him to take it. Yeah, and and to, to, to try to find a silver lining out of that cloud of all four of those sheriff's deputies, that gets down to the bottom line uh that that's evidence that 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 they don't they don't run their courts by judicial due process they run their courts by military force those four sheriff's deputies there were military enforcement officers that's why they got the gold fringe flag they probably had the gold fringe flag there in the courtroom along with those militarized de- sheriff's deputies and, and and that's the nature of, of why we have the legal high ground and the moral high ground to move into the vacuum here and start providing real justice by due process of law and to displace the lower law emergency war powers jurisdiction courts that are presently running roughshod over all of our common people. Well, I think that's a, a, a good reason why uh, we should establish our court in their court. You know, I'm not a big fan of putting something together outside of their venue. I'm more of a big fan of putting stuff together in their venue. And to well, you know, well, you know, like Nikki was talking earlier, or, or maybe it was um, um, Ali, uh, but, but the, the concept of the letter rogatory, and, and letting that foreign jurisdiction court know that we've already tried the facts involved in this case. We've notified all concerned parties, and we've come to a default judgment here, and we got a 12-person jury verdict in support of this default judgment, and um, um, yeah. they're under... You need to take note of, of this paperwork filed in your court so that you can respect our jury verdict? Well, the... the, the... The, the dilemma that I have on that there is is uh, how can we incorporate that in their venue? The, the, the letter rogatory does that, Shorty. It, 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 it's, it, it's foreign jurisdiction letting them know that they've got duties in the interests of justice to the larger public community to respect our common law jury verdict. Well, I'd have to uh, take some time to uh, reconsider all that there, because right now I'm just a, a big fan of what Bill Thornton does and how he goes in the court and sets up his court and their court and uh, the deal with the uh, special master, uh, you know, assigning someone to run alongside of you if you're in in uh, a holding tank, you know, Um so that you can get something established one way or the other, you know. 
Well, well, a lot of good Christian men don't ha- comprehend how um, uh, common law works with Christian law there, and that's okay. We can we can move past that. Uh, I want to continue working with you as best we can. Um, um, but um, uh, we got a lot of good people courageously affirming that they are willing to s- sign on to help Sam you through a common law jury verdict. And uh, just because you don't seem to comprehend what I believe is the power here, um, I'm going to keep these names here anyway. And if some of the other fellows want to uh, work with me and putting together a common law jury verdict, either to get Sam out or Randall out of jail, or uh, to get his property back, or anything else related to his case. Well, yeah. Uh, so, well, uh, my question I'll is, what well, my question is, is this: is what would be a proper process in this here? I mean, she evidently has an attorney. There's been. Uh, a notice and demand letter sent to his attorney, sent to her attorney, plus an affidavit of fact, and then uh, an instruction letter along with a certification of service to him pertaining to her activity, and indicating in the letter uh, a letter of intent that if he doesn't advise his client to come clean and return the property, that he could be considered a co-conspirator because of the information uh, in the documentation that we sent him. In other words, she has the right to uh, respond to the affidavit of facts, and uh, at this point, I don't know if there has been anything, but I'm going to recommend that uh, we have someone to go by his place at least twice a week and to see if he's got any response back from her or her attorney at that address. Now, uh, knowingly, I think what had happened is as soon as the affidavit of facts and the notice and demand letter came in his possession, that's the attorney for her, that he went to the state's attorney and says, you're going to have to do something. And that's when they move forward to railroading. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, you're you're, you're mapping out the history there nicely. Right. Um, right. I'm just laying down a foundation of what I believe how this all transpired, you know. And so it it transpired because of the action that we did. I mean, if we would have laid quiet. Uh, some of this stuff just might have been washed away. Uh, the judge just decided that he wasn't going to give him six months or anything like that. There, just 45 days, uh, so that uh, uh, we wouldn't come down on him so hard. I think we need to come down on the judge, the state's attorney, and all that because uh, uh, an ex parte is 30 days, and then you got to have a hearing. And then you got to show validity why this action should be held over his head. And as far as I'm concerned, I've not seen anything nor have I heard anything that says that they've proven that he's done anything to uh, warranty uh, a warrant uh, an order of protection. Other than the but, fact um, that Shorty, can I drive the conversation a little bit, please? Okay. Okay. Uh, I did the. Um, uh, the, the 
the concern that you just expressed about uh, uh, whether or not the court, the judge was warranted in 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 taking the action against Samuel or Randall, um, um, that was um, uh, I, you you used a lot of ambiguous terms there. Uh, what I want to know is things like: Have you filed any kind of criminal complaints? Has anybody, Randall or you or anybody, filed any kind of criminal complaints against the woman for for theft of Samuel's goods, or any kind of criminal no. complaints against the judge for conspiring to kidnap Sam and railroad him off into jail? Any kind of criminal complaints on the record there? None that I know of. And, and my early involvement was was that uh, it was after he got arrested for uh, the violation which happened in December. And I've only been attached to this scenario, uh, let's say, at the most six weeks. And during that six weeks, I had to prepare for the issue in front of the court, which was the uh, violating the order. And uh, and so, uh, you know, as far as moving forth with a criminal complaint, that's yet to come. You know that's what, that that's where I'm going to be end up going. Uh, you know he's yeah. got forty he's got forty five days, and I don't want to stop. I want to continue to move forward. And now it's time to bring criminal complaint. Uh, you know I I thought about a special master, but the special master documentation requires a judge's authentication to it. You know what? In other words, they have to verify uh, that action. Now, if you do a durable power of attorney, you don't need the judge's permission. And you don't need permission for a foreign court to take jurisdiction. If there's a foreign court such as ours that is more capable of administering justice in response to Randall's case, uh, then the interests of justice and justice delayed is justice denied, Maxim. We've got the right to move quickly and efficiently to bring forth justice with regard to the dispute in Randall's case here, all of the different disputes. Well, I'm not, uh, uh, you know, well-versed in what uh, those uh, implementing tools are. You know what I mean? And how does how do they work? I'm just you know, more more advised on what Bill Thornton has done in the past and and what has seemed to have an effect to the court. You know, I you know, I've not seen any effect of what you're saying to the courts. And uh I I you know I, I know I, I, I I'm appealing to Christianity part of common law. Bill Thornton's a high level Mason. He don't appeal to much well, Christianity common law. You know, I, I, I'm not without doubt that there is some validity and truth in what you're saying about Bill Thornton, but, you know, it's just like eating the meat and spitting out the bones, you know. You don't want to deal with the bones, you know, and so you get the best of what you can with what you got. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I think we kind of covered uh, Randall's case there pretty adequately. Um, I'm well, sure there's lots that. of other issues that are more of a more broad nature that that folks here'd like to talk about. Is there anything else that we should uh cover here briefly in talking about Randall's case, Brother Shorty? Uh 
Uh, not at this time. I just wanted to participate in your call in, and, and then I had Randall's case, so I shared what I could with it. If anyone has some insider input, uh, I'm sure you can get a hold of Charles, and uh, Charles can put you in contact with me, and, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Um, uh, briefly, briefly, the related case of Sam Gerard there in Kentucky. Um, uh, do 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 you see any? Uh, do do you think it's beneficial for us to try to put together a jury verdict to try to get habeas corpus Sam out of prison? Well, you know, I mean, uh, I'm all for anything that will work. You know what I mean, and so. Uh, the long and short of what you're trying, uh, if it works, it works. And if it doesn't work, then we got to try something else, you know. I mean, well, I, we've I, been trying something else for a long time. We haven't been trying many jury trial verdicts with habeas corpus to get people well, out of jail. Uh, I believe this is desperately needed. Okay, well, then... Uh, I'd say move forward on it then. You know what I mean? Okay. I mean, do, do you you still got the web link to to the jury verdict that I've rough drafted for Sam's yeah, case, I sir? Think Can I you take a look? Let me look down here in my favorites. Okay. Well, if you can take a look at that, I'd like to to do what we can here to bring our more powerful common law jury trial technology to remedy uh, well, uh especially I got the one on, send me the one on Samuel because I don't seem to have it saved I, I got the David Shide stuff and then I got the jury verdict for Randall okay well let me just quickly post it in the yeah that'll be fine me, okay um uh yeah yeah, here we go. I'll post the link in the chat window, and uh, I think I, you I got it. Yeah, and and uh, the, the advantages of the chat window is other people tuned in can can see it too and review it. This is what we're working on in the case of Samuel Gerard, and and we mentioned it in the outgoing uh, email, and I've got uh, the outgoing email in. Um, um, uh, um, on a web page that I can post the linkage to, and and if you look at this email uh, in in section number uh, number one, the case of Samuel Gerard and Randall Sessengood, we got two links to both of their jury trial cases, and and farther on down in the email, we discuss more web links about Samuel. Uh, Gerard's case, and I'll post the web link to the email right under the web link to Samuel Gerard's case, and that web link to the email has uh, copies of YouTube videos and web pages, uh, web links to those YouTube videos and web pages in the email link that I just posted in the chat window here for people that want to learn more about Sam's case and. And at that point, we can start talking in terms of jury trial verdicts to try to help get Sam out of jail. And that's that's a nationally recognized case. It's not kind of small potatoes comparatively like what Randall's in. Randall's only in for 45 days. Samuel Gerard, isn't he sentenced to like 20 years or something like that? Uh, he, got, he, got, he got six years. Six years? 
Well, yeah. it's a it's a way more serious sentence than what Randall's facing, and and um and 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 the the the, the Randall was kind of dumb in some of his things, but Samuel Samuel was doing naturopathic healthcare with with um, herbal remedies, and the FDA railroaded him for a purely righteous cause. It's it's not a little bit tainted like what Randall's got with some of his things, perhaps, but. But uh, uh, Samuel's case is is real clean karma spirituality, and 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 so it'd be really good, and it'd help us recruit others into this process and movement if we could focus on trying to build some support for Sam, like what's in in the jury verdict that's referenced under the first link that I just posted in the chat window there. Okay, very good. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, Brother Shorty. Um, we we can go on and uh, open it up then. Um, uh, I, I was talking earlier with a wonderful woman in Pennsylvania that um, uh, had volunteered to serve on Randall's case as a juror, but uh, it, it looks like we might not need um, um, uh, that, at least with regard to the habeas corpus jury verdict that we were talking about at that time. Uh, Gloria from Pennsylvania, uh, would you like to say hi, Gloria, and tell them a little bit about the, the nasty stuff with the foreclosure case that you're facing here? Um, yeah. Um, they they brought a foreclosure, uh, actually, uh, they brought a foreclosure in 2012, before foreclosure, they send um, a letter stating that I owe them $800,000. So I started doing administrative procedure, uh, procedure, and I send a whole bunch of uh, first, second, third notice. And uh, then they brought the uh, lawsuit. Um, then I continue that procedure and I created a default. Um, then they actually created a default, uh, and that was 2015. Um, then actually, they did, I I did the strike for judgment, um, and a whole bunch of papers was not served to me uh, because they didn't have my address. Uh, I had my Post office, postmaster general closed my my address, so all the mail went back to them, and uh, clock of the court sent it to my home address, and everything went back, and I didn't know there was a judgment. So when I found out, I did the strike for judgment, and then further down the line, they still did not send it to my UPS store mailing address. And I even filed notice of change of address, and they keep yeah. sending to my home, and everything went back. So I told the, the court that the, there was no service on any of these documents. And then I appealed it to Superior Court, and Superior Court said there's no final order, so they could not take the case. Uh, and I, I did the, uh, I, I asked for a stay from the sheriff's cell. And Superior Court did not answer it. They just dismissed it. They said there is no final order. So without final order, they're creating a judgment. They're selling my house. I went to bankruptcy and then came out, and they sold my house while I was in bankruptcy. 
And then I did a counterclaim when I found out. I didn't even know they were they, they sold the house uh, in July 2016. But I did a counterclaim, and the judge dismissed my counterclaim, um, and then made the case to register judicata. So I could not file anything. They barred me from filing. Um, so I appealed the case. Then they file a writ of ejectment. That's the second case. They open up another case. Court docket number is different. And then they, uh, then I did a counterclaim again, and then, and then I asked for informal property. So that, so there's like a 28 defendants. Um, then uh, they did not answer for a while, and um, I also asked that the cases should be transferred to another county because three judges were added as a as a, a defendant and I also added the state as a defendant because uh the judges are agents of the state and in Pennsylvania constitution says if a man did not get a uh due course of law um then state can sue uh can be sued. So I add the state as a defendant. And then I said, uh, because of the three judges in the suit and also clock of the court has been sued because he did not send the mails to me, violated his fiduciary duty. Um, then I asked for a uh, transfer to another case, another, another county, because they cannot have a fair and impartial hearing, which is the requirement of judicial canon. Uh, and then... Um, uh, the bank filed objection for transfer because the, pri- uh, the property is located in this county. Then they uh, brought the another judge from two county over, and uh, this president judge says the venue is here. I said, well, venue is not there. Uh, venue. And then he actually moving in, in my county's name, and I called the uh the Took County over Wyoming County. I said, "Do you have a court case?" They said, "No." So case was never transferred. So they add. Gloria, they just Gloria. got another judge. Yeah. Gloria. Yeah. Gloria. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. Um, I I think you're getting into too much detail in your oh, case. We don't need to. Okay, so basically, yeah. bottom line, uh, the judge uh, created uh, the they created a summary judgment, and I I I said to vacate the summary judgment, and they said they want to hear the summary judgment, um, and I uh, objected, and then and then I did not appear in the summary judgment, so they finally said the summary judgment is granted, so I vacated all the orders. Um, then they moved, and, and I said, uh, I do not have to appear. For October 4th, summary, uh, they vacated the order hearing, and then they created the uh, a read of a possession, and then a read of a possession has been uh, pasted on the door, and uh, and that paper stated that the the order from the judge says, Okay, the complaint of the ejectment um, shall be served, uh, you know, with a copy and also all the thereof, all other uh, notices shall be served in person. 
and they the sheriff violated and they just put it on the door. And then the letter says you have to uh, vacate the the premises of the the property. Um, and from the 22nd uh, of September, you will be trespassing. So basically, yeah. Uh, so, um, Gloria, yeah. Gloria, um, um, we need to make efficient use of our limited time energy resources here. The bottom line is you're facing a possible ejectment a week from now uh, on, on the 22nd of um, September. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Do you see any usefulness or our, 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 do you see any usefulness for our court to try to assemble a jury to do anything to help you here uh i mean they 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 don't recognize any of our uh, our common law grand jury stuff but i can try i can try uh deliver the verdict to sorry well if you've got a well-formatted complaint, I think I mentioned to you that that mm -hmm. if you've got a well-formatted complaint, especially mm -hmm. including either a criminal complaint or quo warranto wording or something like that, uh -huh. um, uh, that that will help us bring everything into tight focus. And um, uh, at that point, if you send me copies of it, I can set up web pages like what I did for. Samuel Gerard's case and Randall's case and for other cases and and the documents can be available and we can start explaining your case to jurors and 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 we can issue notices to the corrupted judge and the corrupted sheriff that are trying to boot you out of your house and um if they don't appear and defend we can issue a judgment um against them to stop them from kicking you out of the house or, or whatever else is necessary, we might have to, if we can make breakthroughs in what David Scheid is doing, what we're doing with his case, and we can get some positive affirmation from the military, the federal military, that, that this is epidemic and these things need to be addressed, then the military can come into play, and and maybe even if worst case scenario you do get kicked out of of your house on the twenty second, if we can get the military online uh, and and, and respecting our jury verdicts, then we can have the military come in there and arrest the sheriff for corrupted uh, enforcement of law when we've notified him of the unlawfulness of the nature of his eviction of you, and uh, or or and or. That, that, or we can do it just by itself, just at least restoring you back into the possession of the house that the sheriff unlawfully kicks you out of. Right. Yeah, sounds good. I would like to follow Okay, up, can, uh, can you send me what documentation you've got? And, 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 and this time next week we'll review all of the paperwork and stuff and we'll see where we're going to go from there. This week, next time, I we don't have a time. Thursday, I think twenty second is the day they they may come. Charles may come and kick me out. So I have to take a whole bunch of action. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I only have a three days left. Yeah. Well, um, 
there might be possibilities of doing something to help you there, but that would just be with me. I'm not going to um, uh, try to sing alarm bells to our, our jury people to um, uh, 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 try to bring a jury together in that short of amount of time. But um, we can talk about more uh, about what we might do just through myself uh, exercising mm-hmm. a judicial power um, to, to help you there. Maybe something could be done, and maybe we can talk about that later in a private conference. Yeah, maybe uh, I may take some actions so they will never they will not come. And then uh, you, you guys could come in and do other things. And I'm going yeah, to do a jury verdict. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna bring a federal lawsuit uh, against the attorney and the bank, uh, and I'll show it. Well, you need you need to file that with our court. If we render a common law jury verdict, um, uh, then we could just take that to the federal courts or to the provost marshal for enforcement. Um, uh, the the facts already been tried by our court. Um, Either either way you want to proceed from there, your case will be much stronger no matter what you want to do if you get our common law jury verdict in your support. Yeah, meanwhile, I just want to file a federal lawsuit so that um, the attorney and the sheriff is there to come to my house. Once they they will be served, like Monday or Tuesday, then they they will not come and continue harassment because they know that they've been sued in federal court. So then, you know, this process may stop. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And But at that point, um, uh, you should just keep us updated as to mm-hmm. the process that you're trying to follow because there's not really a whole lot that we can do to help one way or the other if if you're looking to the federal courts for remedy there. No, I could always uh, uh, withdraw. Yeah, so uh, okay. that's another Yeah, yeah. Time. Well, we can talk about that more in private conference and, and mm-hmm. next week when we have our conference again next week here, okay? Yeah, and I think I'm going to also file a writ of mandamus to Supreme Court uh, because uh, Supreme Court already ordered the eviction proceeding will be heard by a Supreme Court um, so Supreme Court is responsible for all these things, and uh, I will file a writ of mandamus and writ of prohibition, and I'll say that the Supreme Court already ordered the eviction proceeding will be heard by the Supreme Court, so they cannot continue. Um, and so I will file a writ of mandamus, and that will, that will also stop the sheriff uh, movement. I'm glad you've got confidence in the manner in which you're proceeding. I do hope you'll continue to keep us posted on your progress, and I Mm -hmm. hope uh, uh, you might have something um, uh, good for us to focus on next Friday's Mm -hmm. conference. Um, But I don't see any other ways in which we can um, be of any assistance in your case. Mm -hmm. And if there's Mm -hmm. nothing else, I'd like to move on to other people that have concerns here, Sister. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Thank you, Gloria. Um, uh, earlier on, Rick was was talking about some issues in conference here. Rick, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry to 
put you on the tail end of everything here, but the advantage there is that we got lots of time to talk about your case, and it did seem like you had multiple issues. Um, Do you feel like uh, uh, explaining to us um, the essence of your recent uh, conflicts with the local de facto's there, and uh, maybe sketching out how you think we might be able to be of assistance to you here, Brother Rick? Yes, sir. Uh, Thank you. I... uh... I, you know, I've been living out here uh, for seven years, and uh, Lando throughout that whole time, he's uh, been great, you know, uh, no problems. And I always had a problem with the building code inspector, though. Uh, and I he, I believe that fell from the old old place that I had because I had the case I was pursuing was a, uh, I went halves on a house with a guy. And unfortunately, I got a, nine months, I got all the hard work done, and his brother-in-law had, uh, was his deputy police chief uh, for 25 years. Well, he had some pull, right? So I got kicked out, and I lost my pretty much $20,000 worth. Well, anyway, I had this place was empty where I'm at now. And uh, uh, like I say, for the last eight years, everything's been fine, but the building code inspector was always messing with me, you know. And up until uh, April this year, has been fine, and uh, the guy next to me, the man, the man next to me, uh, he's uh, he's uh, how can I say, in with the de facto, you know, uh, and well, he'd come over and ask my landlord uh, when he was outside. The landlord was getting the rent. He asked him, "Hey, you want to sell it?" And the landlord said, "No." And well, he did this four times, this man. And my landlord said, "Look, I couldn't turn it down, you know." So. Uh, I told my landlord I could be out, you know, give me about 90 days because I've had back surgeries and blah, blah, blah. Well, uh, it was June 9th. The man had, uh, that had bought the property had come over and said, uh, hey, I, I bought the house, the property. And uh, he said, uh, you know, the landlord you have said, uh, uh, check with you first. I want to do some work around there, put some windows and whatnot. And I said, well, I asked him, I said, that's your wish? And he said, yeah. And I said, all right, I can grant you wishes. Just put, wishes, just put it in writing, you know, and I want to handle it on the private side. And he said, I understand. And uh, so this man, you know, had bulldozing trees and all this stuff on the land. Well, up until last week, uh, well, uh, August 31st, uh, that's when they closed on the house. And I've been waiting for this man to, you know, settle on the private side with me. And uh, I asked him, I said, well, you know, I can't move all this stuff myself, blah, blah, blah. And he said, well, I don't know what to tell you, man. Uh, you got to be out. And I'm like, well, I got to, no, I got invested here in the land and the property. And uh, the next day, he had went and had the water shut off. This Man, this was last uh uh, September 2nd, and then he served me with a paper about saying that he's claiming it's a it's a fraudulent document. Yeah, he's not my landlord, and and he can't produce any contract, and he can't produce any bill of particulars. So I put up these no trespassing signs here the past week and a half or two, and uh, he raised some you know big ha ha stuff. Basically, you know the Carl Wentz. Uh, no trespassing, I'm in. And so I put these up on there. And 
you know, uh, it's just, you know, got this big-ass attitude, blah, 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 this and that. Well, I've been watching, watching them for all these trespasses. Well, I went over to the uh, gas station, which is on the corner there, and uh, I was talking to a couple people. Huh? Well, this police officer gets out of his patrol car and walks, makes a point to walk all the way around you know, the, the group of people I was standing outside talking with, and gets up, I mean, right into my trespass facing in my arms. Within that, and he says, uh, uh, what's your name? And I'm like, uh, pardon? He goes, what's your name? I mean, real stern, you know. I, I knew, because they're all in the de facto, you know. Uh, and I wouldn't give him my name. I said, well, who's asking? He said, I, you know, gave me his name. And he said, no, what's your name? And I said, well, who are you? He said, I'm, I said, What's your name? I said, are you ordering me? And he said, yeah, I'm ordering you. And then he got it in my face. Uh, it was a clear uh, intimidation, you know. Rick, Rick. Yeah. Rick, did did you say that was a police officer or what? Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, and there was four, four witnesses plus the gas station uh, attendant that was on duty, right? This was, uh, uh, I don't know, last week there, or beginning of this week. Was he a sheriff's deputy or was he a, no, just a city mean, cop or what was he? The city, the city cop, yep. Oh, I knew exactly what it was about because, you know, I won't get out. And, which I, you know, I stand, I'm standing my ground. And this is it. I have, and, and, and I can verify all this, right? So, uh, yeah, I said, well, I don't believe, uh, uh, he said, I'm doing an investigation. And I wouldn't know what's your name. And I said, uh, I said, are you ordering me? I'm ordering you. What's your name? And uh, I said, well, then I, I was like, well, I don't believe I have to give you that. I believe uh, are you, what, are you uh, order me to uh, compel your administrative policies upon me. And uh, he said, I'm ordering you. What's your name? He said about four orders. And uh, I said, well, I hung on a minute. I said, I ain't getting nothing. I pulled my cell phone on. I said, let's just go just for the record. And then he backs off. And uh, he said, you know what? Now, if I find out you're in part of my investigation, uh, you'll know. I said, well, and then he went on and back to the patrol car and sat, you know, so I kind of went on home after that. Well, I didn't find out till the next day after I went home right there, that patrol offered, uh, went inside there in the gas station. And, uh, I guess he was slamming his ice there in the ice machine, you know, getting a soda and the gas station attendant, she had said, she said, well, what's wrong with you? Uh, and uh, she, uh, he had said, well, my shift started out bad. And he goes, and this effing guy wouldn't give me his name, or this effing man wouldn't give me his name. And uh, so, yeah, that was the last of that. Now, yeah, I got a paper in the mail uh, yesterday, uh, yesterday evening, and it's from the uh, city public official of the city of the Murfreesboro here, and it's from the... Build, uh, the code enforcement officer saying that I uh, it's come to his attention that doing his records uh, that I'm living here with no water and that under under codes and uh, states this and municipal that I need seven days to move out uh, to seven days to vacate um, or they're gonna it's a big bold letters take me to court now. Uh, granted, I lived here seven years all this time, right? Water, paid my bills, this and that. Well, this guy, that man here that bought the property, see, he's in very tight with them because this guy's an electrician that bought the property. 
and of course the code enforcer. So you know how that works, you know. Well, uh, so now I get the this end this notice right, and uh, I uh, I'm called down there. I guess he wasn't in today because they're having a big parade tomorrow. Um, so that's where I'm stuck at right now. I told the lady uh, at the code office there when I called, I said, uh, uh, there's no uh, money's made a complaint. Is there anybody that's made a claim or anything? I said, I have water, you know. Well, how can you have water, sir? Because our records show. Well, I said, ma'am, I have water. And I said, ma'am, this is what I believe. I said, this man that's bought the property, yeah, he's got the deed from it, you know, from my landlord. But I'm here, so I'm a thorn in his side because I'm refusing to move unless I get compensated. And so this man shut the water off and then served me a, uh, a fraudulent uh, a, uh, paper uh, that I had to move out. And then the building code inspector is, because these guys couldn't do nothing. I got these signs all up, and they don't know what to do. So they, I believe what it is is that uh, uh, it's a, what, 18 U.S., 240 where two or more person conspire or whatnot. I believe that's what it is right now. That's where I'm at. I can, uh, you know, I think what they're doing is they're, uh, he's using that because they're, they're buddies, you know. So, that's where I'm at right now. That's a good summary, Rick. Um, um, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. Hello? Uh, I'm trying to hear you there, Charles. Uh, Let me see here. Well, Uh, you there, Charles? Hello? Rick. Rick. Are you there? I'm here. I don't know what happened. I've been having phone problems this past week, too, man. Problem wasn't on your end. My my call, my phone dropped the line. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Have you thought about filing a quiet title complaint and claiming informally and judicially claiming ownership of that property? Well, he's already he went to the uh, deeds office there. Uh, you know, my landlord decided off there at the uh, Jackson County Abstract Office. Yeah, he signed off a deed from the guy that that sold the property to him, right? Yes, right. But see, I, that's what I told my landlord. My landlord gave me, I, I put all new soil, eight years, rototiller and all this, and this guy's trying to kick me out. I said, no, 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 no. I got time and money, and, and no. Uh, right, I, said, right. we, I, I was right. like, besides that, but go ahead. Well, we don't need to get entangled in those details. I'm convinced of your lawful possession of the property and the merits of your position to claim uh, 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 at least an interest of lawful ownership in that property. Um, But I need to know um, 
uh, certain elements to figure out where we go from here, what we can do to help you with your situation there? Yeah. Okay, and and the biggest thing that's jumping into my mind is a quiet title complaint against this new owner because um, um, you they didn't um, the, the 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 ex landlord that that signed the deed over to this new guy that claims to be your landlord he didn't transfer a complete title because you got an interest in that property. Right, and, and, and furthermore, you got squatters' rights in that property. Right, and that what? Yes, yeah, right, and also there, I was looking on this Charles there yesterday or today, uh, theft by deception, uh, and he's also got a fraudulent. He's claiming I landlord in capital letters. You've got till October fifth to be off out of the off the property, and he what he did is I got the, I got it videoed when he served it to me. He sent his worker over to serve it to me, and I got it all recorded. But see, it's a fraudulent. He, he knew he knew that he, it's a fraudulent paper. He's claiming that I'm his landlord and I need to move out. I had no contract, so therefore it's a, uh, it's a fraud. He's right I, I would suggest you think in terms of of trying to get a rough draft of a quiet title complaint typed up so that you can um uh you can file it in any court that you deem appropriate um uh either our court or um uh one of the de facto local courts there and yeah. at that point you can tie up the title to the real property for a long time there and um um him the the de facto the the land the, the the de facto legal fiction landlord um um will probably at that point uh be thinking in terms of hiring a lawyer who's probably gonna cost him ten grand off the top and um um so he might just decide to pay you for for what you're really owed for the work you done on the property there and then everybody can go away in peace. Well, that's what I've been trying to do. It's been like that, like I say, since the first when he served me that. I've been telling you they got deep pockets, and they're in with the judges and, the, like I say, the building code inspector. And that's what I told the building code office, office there, the lady. I said, ma'am, uh, I explained to her. I said, I, see, I got the Carl Lentz signs up, no trespassing, I'm in. And that, that's what he, after I put these all up and shit stuff, uh, he, uh, you know, a few days later, well, then they started slamming their car doors and this and that. And uh, I guess we went and tried to get an attorney, and uh, attorney, you know, couldn't do nothing because I got these signs up on there, right? And I think yeah. that's what they've been doing now for the last week and a half, how trying to get around it. And then they said, they said, well, hell, he ain't got no water. And like I said, the building, they're tight, they're buddies. And I said, well, hell, I'll just get him uh, serving my this, you know. Well, then that's when I called down there. I said, ma'am, I, I believe what it, uh, what they're trying to just, what they're trying to do. Is he's going to use the power of this uh, code enforcer to seven days to vacate? Then they're going to take me to court and then get a judgment from the facto judge, and then therefore, that, you know, they have to get me out. And then, well, he's already got the deed to the property. See, well, then he, uh, he could say, well, the building's vacant. And then he can come over and say to the code enforcer, "Hey, I got the deed to it. Well, I guess it's yours now." You know, so 
But yeah, you're right. I do have her, and that's why I'm standing my ground. But now this confrontation with the police and the city and all that. What, 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 what's the population of your city there, Rick? Uh, seven thousand, I think. Hey, it's a pretty big sized city, then, isn't it? Yeah, but like I say, they're all man, they're criminals. <laughs> I mean, it's been known that you know my friends that's you know been in town here and that. And they get arrested if they don't talk. They put the phone book up uh, against your body and beat beat you with the billy club, and then keep you in there until they, you know, if you do got any bruises, they'll go away. And every time I want to, you know, do something, I call the police. They say, "Well, you got to come on down to the station." And <laughs> it ain't gonna happen. And I called the sheriff. The sheriff won't return my calls. He said, "Well, that's a municipal court, or you know, the city. You can't do nothing." Are you actually within the city limits, geographical? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Have you thought about going to city council meetings? Uh, no, no. That, that might be worthwhile, but um, I would say, for for best use of your limited time, energy resources, and I would like to broaden out the discussion to broader issues here. But um, um, in regard to your individual case here. I think it would be really productive of your limited time energy resources to start typing on computer the basic merits of your position, the so-called factual issues, issues of fact, that the the history of, of how you have invested your own labor and your own material goods in in the improvements to that property. We might want to bring in Hartford Van Dyke, who specializes been putting on uh, liens on yeah. property. Yes, sir. Huh? That's what I was last week going to ask you about that. Yep. All right. Well, we, we, we could probably arrange a private conference with Hartford, or maybe we could bring him in to this week's ne- next Friday conference just for the specific purpose of, of him sharing counsel in the light of you and everybody on how best to address your case with a commercial lien issue. And I dare say if... Yeah, PA free woman Gloria is still on. She might want to uh, talk to Hartford also about using a commercial lien, putting a commercial lien on her property. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, so they're, not, they're not playing now at this point. You know what I mean? Who's not playing? Uh, you, you mean you mean the de facto's there, the the city commissioners and stuff, and the local cops? Yes. Um, uh, yeah. they, they, they've got crosshairs on, on you. They, they, they want to nail you to the wall, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. Yep. No matter. Right. Yeah, that's what, I guess apparently it'll be after September, uh, uh, 17th, I guess. He, he gave me a seven day notice. Listen to this. It was dated on the 12th. He gave me a seven day notice. Checking the Okay, we got some noise in the background there. I think that might be Gloria or somebody, but um, anyway, go ahead, Rick. Well, yeah, it was dated on the 12th from this code inspector's letter, and there's a seven-day notice uh, or capital order. We will uh, uh, file in court, and uh, I didn't like to say he waited three days or guest to mail it to me, and now it's the weekend, so you're going to take them days off. So, Well, Next thing I'm thinking about is, do you have any friends or political acquaintances there in in your local city or county area that that 
might be willing to um, uh, appear with you in court or anything like that? Uh, no. Or maybe, maybe the city council meeting, things like that. No, I'm not. No, I'm not all in that, man. I'm just a private man, you know. Okay. Well, um, in in your Illinois area there, um, um, the uh, Shorty and and uh, others, Marvin, uh, um, there's. There's a lot of people in that general Illinois area, I think, that there's a broad Amish network of people that are especially concerned about the case of Samuel Gerard, um, as well as Randall that we were talking about earlier. Uh-huh. And, um, um, those people, it, it, there, there was a really neat picture of, of in the case of Samuel Gerard. There was some. There, there's been YouTube videos and um, a number of things where the Amish people are getting quite motivated about it. They had a picture of them on a road with their their horse and buggies, and, and yeah. they had they had like probably close to a hundred horses and buggies all in a long line on a two lane highway and. <laughs> <laughs> because they were going in to, to appear in support of Samuel Gerard's case, and um, so they're motivated to to go in and be voices and stand up for the cause of justice here. And and with a few people like that, you helping them out, signing on and jury verdict to Samuel Gerard's case. These are these are people that maintain basic Christian fundamental principles, and I believe they would most of them would recognize that. If you're signing on to help Samuel Gerard's case and other Amish people's case, that they should be obligated before God to stand up and sign on to jury verdicts and things that are in support of your case. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, I just, uh, I, I think whatever they're going to try to do, you know, he's going to. I believe after me calling the coat, you know, the office, and he wasn't in. I left us to secretary. And I was like, man, I believe he's uh, a co-conspirator of uh, what do you call it, robber, uh, fraud by uh, deception or theft by whatever you want to call it. And yeah, yeah I, believe, I would say he's a, a public official doing a, you know, a aiding this uh, so this man can get this property, see? They're, they're involved in a criminal racketeering scheme. Yeah. Yes, sir, they are. And the judges are in it because I've seen them do it personally with a friend of mine when they got his house demolished. I appeared in the court. We appeared as man verbally in court. And you know, it's always the same attorney that's representing the city. And it's always the same building code inspector that's in the court. And they're getting all these houses left and right. And, I, and then this electrician guy, he comes in. You know, if he, you know, if he they want a piece of property, Building code inspector in here inspect the house. He'll look at it. So well, you got electrical wiring, you know, and then he'll call this guy. I mean, they're they're filthy rich, man. They got all these cars. He's got the, the guy uh, that bought the property now. It's claiming to be my landlord. I think he's got like 50 rentals, owns two bars, uh, a couple beauty salons, and it's all here in the town. All the big people, they all own these nice places, you know. Well, they're involved in a criminal racketeering scheme, and it's a Class A felony for for being involved in criminal racketeering schemes. Yes, sir. And yep. and, um, 
And if we get provost marshals uh, to support us or Pentagon military, that's one avenue that that is on our horizon. That's what um, uh, David Scheid and the Beacon 37 group are um, uh, bringing to our table, as we were talking about earlier. You heard it, I believe. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, and, and, and on top of that, we're talking about organizing our common law peace officers in, in our local township jurisdictions, and, and, and we're talking about there under those peace officers, when a hundred of them get together, that's posse comitatus. And and how, what's the population of your county? What county are you in? Uh, Jackson County, Illinois. Okay, any idea how much population the county is? Yeah, the county. Oh wow. Oh, it's a it's a big county. Uh, Hundred thousand. Carpendale, Illinois, when the student got the SAU college, that's about seven miles away, and I think there's fifty thousand. When the students are in, when the students are in college. Mhm. Mhm. Um, county I'm in is about three hundred and fifty thousand, um, but you're about fifty thousand then, huh? Yeah. Well, plus that's just the Carpendale, the city of Carpendale, Illinois. Okay. Uh, and, in the city of Carbondale, well, then you're not going to say, then you had another 7,000 Murfreesboro, Illinois. That's where I'm at. And then you've got, you know, the uh, the farms, you know, and that uh, outskirts. I'd say okay, about well, 100,000 maybe. Okay, well, I was thinking maybe up close to 100,000, and that means you've probably got a pretty serious bureaucratic structure there and um, pretty serious sheriff's department. And... Um, um, we might have to explore what's going on there at the same time. Um, I've uh, have you happened to seen the video where I confronted Clackamas County commissioners in my county here? Uh, no, no, I haven't. Uh-uh. Well, let me, let me post a web link to that video here, and um, um, I'll post it in the chat. You know? And and this is the kind of way that. Um, um, I, uh, I I believe that that we can bring about change in the county and the city level of government. It, it's really good to focus at the county level. Uh, city level people are 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 pretty much robots. They just do what they're told. You know, low level consciousness. Um, but at the county level, you got some serious lawyers that actually know. That there are fundamental issues of law here that require a paradigm shift over to empowerment of the common people, and thereunder, they either are inclined in favor of supporting what we're talking about, or else they're entrenched against it. And um, uh, e- either way, uh, uh, we're going to have to figure out um, um, what we're going to do. Um, yeah, that's where I think say was where is that? And I'm, I'm, trust me on the sunscreen, they're they're entrenched and they they got their thing. And even though that's why that building code inspector was doing it for me through eight years, you know, complaining about my leaves, my leaves. I you know, and then they he started bypassing, you know, because I started raising well, you know, some stuff. Hey, this that's leaves, man. I've been that's what I've been using for compost, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. 
and I started bringing up uh, issues with the building code inspector. Well, then he started bypassing me and sending them straight to the landlord. So now the landlord's not in the picture. Now he's like, okay, I'm going to do this. And that's when I put the Carl Wentz up signs. I got them all over. The people in the town are like, what's all, this, what's all this about? And I'm like, oh, I'm claiming that I got my property. I'm claiming it. And this is mine. I've been here. And yeah, people know that I've done that. You know, it's in the ground. And, uh, yeah, it's like, uh, I think that that's, they're trying to do this route now, you know. Because I I, I'm sure they approached the attorney and, you know, they wouldn't do it because it's, it's right on their eye man, you know, Richard Newberry. And, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, they yeah, don't give him no wiggle room. I was like, no trespass, trespass upon uh, my property and all that I claim. Uh, $10,000 for first trespass times two thereafter. And I get, I've got video of that guy digging holes and stuff back there. And then when I started videotaping in that, well, then he stopped. And uh, it's been that way now for about four days, four or five days now. Mm. Um, um, uh, I'm taking notes. Um, um, I know what they're going to do with, you know, with this building code inspector coming I know what they're going to do is get me in there de facto, you know, claim, you know, as a defendant, get me in there. No, and then either, uh, you know, judge immediately, because uh, they're, they're a system. And the judge is going to agree to it no matter what I put in there, see. And, uh, yeah, then boom, either incarcerate me, you know, get my shit out, and then he'll claim me it's his now. Which... Uh, um. Let me post a web link to um, the last um, uh, foreclosure type of quiet title complaint that um, um, I have uh, filed my own self. Yeah, I, I've got a web link here. Uh, top location. And, and this will give you a rough template of... Um, my experience with fighting over real property with bankers and stuff, and it's a co warranto complaint, and it incorporates um, um, elements of criminal racketeering organizations, and and um, um, uh, at the higher level you can see the related uh, uh, documents and and everything to to see what kind of work I do with regard to. Um, these type of issues, and and um, um, it, um, if you're looking at the chat window there, the 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 first web link that I recently posted is to a YouTube video that shows me confronting the Clackamas County Commissioners. It's about a 13-minute video, and um, that's real useful for the larger political issues of of how the whole paradigm shift battle should occur, and. The immediately following link talking about emergency man-made Damus notice, uh, county court return. Um, that is is documentation to back up that video on the larger issue. Um, and then the third link is uh, the quiet title complaint that I filed on a house on Barlow Street that I was in for a year fighting bankers over, but they railroaded me out of it. And um, 
That's to the particular complaint, but the last link is to the entire directory regarding that case that has numerous other um, um, related documents to um, that whole proceeding. Um, and 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 further under, I think there's uh, in in that in that main directory web link that's higher. Um, I'm not seeing any of them popping up there, Charles. In, in the, the web uh, link. Yeah, no, in the chat, I'm not seeing nothing. Uh, yeah, well, make nope. sure you scroll to the bottom. Sometimes that chat window doesn't scroll all to the bottom, or you might have to refresh your whole chat window there. Try typing a couple dots or something in the chat window and see if you got a live chat window. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Well, it's, uh, all I have is my mobile phone to, uh, to get any... Uh, any uh, uh, internet, you know what I mean? Okay, so so you apparently don't have a talk to you live chat window. No, I think when I, we got disconnected there, so you know it, it disconnected. Yeah, yeah, it does look like you're disconnected. I think you were connected earlier, but um, apparently your chat window is disconnected from us. It'd be real nice if you had a computer connection there. You could. Um, yeah, no way. I'm trying um, to sign, I'm trying to sign in here uh, one more time. Let's see. Do I have your email address, Rick? Um, maybe I can send you these links in an email. That would work. Yeah. Yeah. Can, yeah. can you give that to me real quick? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the one sovereign or something like that, right? Yeah, one good one left. One good one left. Yeah. Yeah. Two thousand. Yeah. Okay. At, at Yahoo. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I know I've got it. Um, um, I think what I'm, you know, so far I've been sitting pretty good because if there was an attorney going to come in, he would already serve me papers, you know, uh, and they, they couldn't, and then trying to do this route, see, because I'm doing that Carl Lynch shit, and uh, I'd even, I, I had 60 bucks in my bank account there, and I, I uh, texted Carl, what was it, uh, I think it was Tuesday, and, uh, or Monday it was. So I, I donated fifty bucks, man. Just uh, I haven't heard back from him yet. Yeah. Well, I can't help but think that. Um, well, you, you do have the Holy Spirit guide you there, brother. Um, um, but I'll, I'll plan on sending you out these web links if you can get a a, a, a chat window up for to, our talk to chat here. Um, after we switch to, after we get done with the main nut of your case here, um, if you can get another chat window up, I'll, I'll repost those links for you. Um, but otherwise, I'll plan on sending them in the mail to you. And do you have my phone number? It's at the bottom of. The, you've been getting the emails announcing the conference, haven't you? Uh, no, I no, I in, in an email. You mean? Yeah. Uh. I'm uh, sure I can look for it in there. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm sure I have you on our conference invitation email list. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I do, and then it's the, you know it's me getting try to get signed in, you know, uh, you know on the computer. Okay, well, well, that's not necessary. I, I um, that that would be ideal, definitely, but um, um, the um. Uh, the main nut of 
what I wanted to go to is is that uh, um, working on your case. You're, at the bottom of that email is both my email address and phone number. Okay. okay. So, so if if, if uh, Squeaky Wheel gets the oil around me, I need I need you to to at least email me and 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 if I space out getting these web links to you like I was talking about to give you examples of what I think you should do that I believe is is more powerful than what um, uh, Carl Lentz is talking about. Um, I don't um, think so. Yeah, uh, at that point, um, uh, you can. Um, keep in touch with me more closely and and, yeah. and and we can make sure that we're doing the best dog fight we can against these jackbooted Nazis. Um that's um, what I was hoping that I can get a you know some kind of with uh Hartford Van Dyke there to because with the I mean it's obviously there's a, a racketarian and him trying to uh, he served a false document on me claiming he's my landlord when there's no contract you know he can't even if i respond he can't he can't, he'll there's no way i could i could say you know send him a please send me a bill of particulars and a uh signed contract that i that i contracted with you it'll never happen it'll never happen so that's right there he he, he i looked it up online and he yeah he knowingly served a uh false document and he gave it to his worker so therefore you know I don't well know more I, than that it's all part of a criminal racketeering conspiracy to deprive you of your property rights right yes correct that's right theft by the okay and no. that's a and that's a class a felony right uh yes it's up there right that's like well oh. Uh, that, that's that's where our society needs to take out the big stick and whack those jackbooted nazis Yes. Yeah, I'm with you. And now you got a building code inspector that's uh, coming in. Well, well, we'll try this, you know. So now that's a public, that's a public official uh, that's knowingly doing this deed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we've got a good outline of where we should proceed from here, brother Rick. Uh, right. Do you have any objection to our moving on and trying to broaden out the uh, discussion here to some of the? Um, oh no! Uh, larger issues involved yeah, in our on. movement here. Sure, go on. Thank you. All right, uh, glad to be working with you on this, Rick. I hope you'll stay in touch on on okay. this. I want to help you. All right. Yeah, unless them police arrest me. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, is there anybody else that has any kind of a case-related issue that they'd like to discuss specifically? I would like to broaden out to a broader discussion here as soon as possible, but if people have specific case issues, I think that should be handled first so that we can relax for the rest of the evening and just talk general sociable about the larger issues here after we're done with individual cases. Anybody got any specific case issues that they'd like to talk about a bit more? I'd just like to make a comment. Is this Aquila? It's Aquila. Uh, hi, Aquila. What's on your mind there? All right. I mean, I hear, I just joined the call shortly, but I heard a couple of remarks about call Lynn stuff not working or something. Or I'm going to say this, just because you give someone a donation, whatever it be, $10, $50, 100 but if you pay the lawyer to do your case, you're going to pay $1,000. Not to say that's what call is charging. 
But giving someone a donation, a donation is just a donation. Um, and to help you with your case, you know, I believe Carl had answered many questions. If you go back and listen to it, get the right ones. And I've been trying to myself, I've been listening and jotting down what show says what. So that might make it easier for someone. And also, Rick, if you could, uh, what I did is make a link because they can't sell that property or do until they satisfy that link. So that's something you might want to look into. But it's up to you as you wish, you know. I've done that before and it worked very well for me. So that's that's pretty much for now. And hi to everybody. So, Aquila, uh, is it possible you might be able to be of assistance with Rick in um, trying to figure out how best to use a lien uh, to put on his property and help tie it up better? I mean, that's up to Rick. I mean, I can only tell you, give my testimony, what I've done and how it worked well for me. Well, that's why I think I'm at now. I think that with those no trespassing signs of, you know, I man, you know, in doing the dots, I mean, it's small, it's short. You know, I was like, okay, we'll do this, you know, one sentence thing. And I've got them all around the garage. You've got them all around the house. And it's been working for nobody's. And I could say, man, these people know people. I mean, they're, they got deep pockets. They're, you know, they're big political figures. I figured if, they would, you know, could have got an attorney in here by now. They would have, and now, you know, I started slamming their car doors and stuff and giving me dirty looks. That I believe they tried to do something, and you know, they were like, they, you know, they couldn't do nothing. But now that's where we're coming in with this hey. building code vector. But you, old man. That's right. Okay. That's not, I believe that's in signs of help, but I was like, okay, I'm going to give Carl fifty bucks. You know, maybe he can whip something up for me because I'll be in court if I, you know, do get up here. You know, I'll be like, how many, how many, like Ralph Crandon, you know? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, but you got to get a hold to him, tell him what's going on. And if, you know, you wish to compensate him for helping you, whatever that may be, that might be a route to go. But that's up to you. Well, I'm just open for anything for right now because after they start bringing in these police, you know, and uh, intimidating and. And, you know, these big officials, you know what I'm saying? Have you given the man a bill for all the work you you perform? Uh, no, he was going to handle that on the private side with me, said he understood. And, yeah, uh, you write him a letter and tell him, you know, basically you want to start off. How you doing? I completed the work you asked of me. Um, you write down what it was and... I require conversation in the amount or whatever that y'all agree to. And you write him another one. Then you write him another one. And maybe about the fourth, fifth letter, I just have a processor. That's all. This is very, it's not. I, I guess what it is is I need a, I need a template, you know, to, to try to do this. Cause I, it's I, a template because you did the work. You know what you've done. You just like if you was writing a contract for someone else, how would you write that? And if you was writing a letter to get your money, how would you write that? This simple say, "Hi, Bob. You know, you told me build your bathroom. I installed the towel. I installed the sink. 
I, you know, I paint it, I put the drywall up. Yeah. Here is a bill. Then send a bill. An itemized bill. All the work you perform, send the man a bill. Why haven't you done that? It's very simple. If I work for somebody, I'm going to send them a bill. You said this property is yours, you say you work, fine. Pay me. That that sounds good, Rick. That sounds good, Aquila. It is very simple. I don't see how complicated. You know, Rick, how, how much money do you think how, how much do you think your bill should be for with all your materials and, and, and labor uh, added up? You provide materials too? Did I what? Did you provide the materials? Oh yeah. Yeah, I put yeah, I paid oh, Okay, me. did you have your receipts when you bought that stuff? No. I don't have all of the receipts for it, no. Well, you know, you have to keep your records. You're a man, you have to do your own keep your own records. Well, that that proves your case. Well so, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I understand. Maybe you go to home depot or Lowe's. If you got your name registered with them, or every time you use it, your card or something, they'll have a record of that. I don't know how you paid for the material, uh, and no, they should be able to go back. And I've, I've done it before, tried to go back on some job. Because now they ask you your phone number, your name when you purchase something, and right. you know they might have a record if you went to those stores and get all those records when you purchase the material. All right. Put well, the bill from the man. I got some options. I said, well, we got some options. You know, uh, you know, hopefully. Uh, well, you can you know, uh, I'm going to say that you can listen to someone else and do something else. Waste time. Do whatever you wish. But if it was me, I've done work for somebody, I'm just going to give you a bill. Even if it was a verbal come check, I'm going to just give you a bill. I completed your work. I'm done. Right, but I didn't do it for this man that's claiming the property now. You know, it was my own, my my. I understand that. That's for the man, but you have to also understand when it's like this. When you even think about the case, Bank of America bought Wells Fargo. Every bill that Wells Fargo has, every contract transferred over to them. Doesn't matter. All you wanted to say, I've done this work in the house, you got your receipts, go back and try to find as many receipts as you can, print up a bill, and if you say you're the owner, great, here's the bill. I need to be paid. Put a link, slap a link on that house. Quick and fast. What are you waiting for? And they can't do nothing with that property until that lien is paid. It's that simple. That sounds good, Aquila. Sound good, Rick? Anyway, I'm going to do a show of God's willing tomorrow, and I may speak on this a bit because I've done it. Um, and I can explain how I did it, what I did. And, you know, I'm just going to say my testimony, what i done, what worked for me. Now, would this work for you? I don't know. Would you do it? I don't know. All I can say is tell my testimony, and that's what I'm willing to do. And it, and it sounds like the lean process you're describing, Aquila, is real similar to what Hartford Van Dyke uh, advocates, 
and and I know and other people specializing in this lean area this is well settled law this is how the law governing how liens affect real property really work and 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 it's powerful and so it's not just Aquila speaking here it's 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 the authority of the law that that everybody knows is is correct is being correctly spoken by Aquila and I believe that, that I believe that that's why these attorneys have recognized, you know, just the signs up, I'm man. It's like, I'm, this is the law. My I, my property is posted. Right. They don't have jurisdiction over a man. And this right. Law but one thing that we get in once it's a... Uh, very simple when you really look at this. It is. I, I agree. But I know once they get me in the court, they appear they're going to take jurisdiction. But that's just it. In the court, it's it. Why haven't you made a claim? And they have to come. Even, you know, if they say, okay, you know what, you can stay in the property, yeah, we're going to do it, you still have to move that claim. You start something, you have to finish it out. That's right. That's I'm talking about you. If they say I'm going to make a deal, you know what, I'm going to pay you $50,000, you can go move, but you already filed your claim, I'm going forth with my claim. That's what I'm saying. Even if they paid you the money, doesn't matter. I'm going to put my claim. I'm going to let you know I'm not the one to be played with. I'm not the one that you play these games or I'm a real woman, and I'm going to carry out what I said I'm going to do. Right. Well, do you even yeah, start? You know how the old, that, that old saying goes, only fools rush in? So, you know, I've been, mm-hmm. kind, of, I've been kind of sitting back here on it, you know. Well, don't sit hey, back too late and get relaxed. Either you got to do you, – that lane should have been done. Aquila. First, send a letter to ask for your compensation for the property. You've given them a chance to settle this property. They don't, I'm going to slap a lien on you. Done. Yeah. Now you got something to answer to. Well, I believe also, though, with him making a false document, that, that, that is discriminating. Right now. That's irrelevant right now. Right now, you've done work. If they want to sell a property, they have more interest in it than you, that's fine. Just compensate you. At the end of the day, isn't this the goal? I'm limited. I'm limited to with my paperwork as far as uh, you know, writing skills, and also just even access to uh, to all the papers and the uh, money to get these papers all drawn. You know, drawn. No, you can download. No, it's just, you can just free. You download. They have either. I know what the court I went to, Virginia. You either can write it up yourself or you can download it. They have a simple form. You get it, fill it out, boom, you're done. But I at least write the man a letter and try to settle with him. They don't right. settle with me, fine. But you have to come. What was hindering you from coming up with a bill to be compensated for what you've done? What is stopping you from doing that? Just write it. It's called writing skills. I mean, just to know, okay, I'll fix the bathroom, i change the light. Of course, we take out the old light, $20. I install the new light, $50. This is not in the house. $70. It's all invested in the property, the land itself. Not, nothing on the house structure, nothing. But all my contents that I have are in the, in the, in the, in the house, you know. Everything else is on the outside, all the, the, all the ground. I've done it. So I've done it. You grew grass, you grew some seeds. Oh, yes, yeah, all, yes, I put all uh, the, the dirt. It was just dirt, and then now it's got all grass in it. It's all, 
Yeah. You guys, you guys, we're, we're getting into too much detail here. Yeah, okay. Yeah. This is, this is, look, I'm going to do a show, God's willing, on Saturday around 9 p.m. If you guys, it's 140, you know, 136, 140, 136. It's the ID. You guys can type it in the chat if you wish. And I tell you, I'll do a show. I'm going to. Tell, basically, I'm going to go over what I've done step by step. Maybe that will be helpful. I don't know. And Charles have a show to run, so I yield. All right. Aquila, um, that, that's on TalkShoe 140136, correct? Correct. And, and, and that's 9 p.m. Eastern time? Correct. Okay, I'm typing it in the chat window here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you, Aquila. I, I might be able to tune it in myself. Um, and, and that's and that's tomorrow night, Saturday night. Boss willing, yes. Okay. Okay, I'm typing that in too. Yeah. Um, and I'll do my best to attend. And and Rick, uh, Aquila sounds like she's willing to go into even more detail on her conference there tomorrow. I hope you took her talk shoe number and you'll try to tune it in because you might get even more insights there about how to um, uh, pursue this uh, lean remedy that that might just be a silver bullet for you here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if she if she Aquila. Do you have my email? I, I do, but wants. I don't really give that out to too many people. But I'll give it is one God can at gmail dot com. The number one God G O D can C A N at gmail dot com. That's one email I do give out, but my personal no. Okay. Yeah, I don't need to see all your paperwork or stuff if that's not, but if you write something, I'll look at it and maybe we maybe as a matter of fact, let's do that. Go ahead and write something up, like a bill, a letter. And maybe on the show tomorrow we could kind of tweak it to get it satisfactory to your team. Oh, okay. That way you'll have it, then send it off, boom, you didn't start it. Okay, that'll work. Well, yeah, we have something I can try, right? So do some homework. Go ahead and start your own paperwork. Do what you believe. Uh, just write up a, like, not a contract, but a bill. An itemized bill. A bill just basically a install a light. I took out the old light, ten dollars. Install new light, fifty dollars. Total due for that job, seventy dollars. It's that simple. So you don't, you know, just say total due, seventy dollars. Whatever else you did, I planted grass seeds. Precious grass seeds, a hundred dollars. I for your work you perform in planting those seeds, maybe that was five hundred dollars. I don't know. You know the prices, what you did to work. But anyway, let me stop. It's like it's a lot I get into, but anyways, like I said, call, Charles, call, know a lot of this stuff. Call said a lot of this stuff, but this is Charles' call, and I'm not going to tie it up. That's not fair. Right. Okay. Can we do a wrap up here, folks? Yeah. We're, yeah, we're done. No. Oh, okay. Good. I, one quick statement. There, there's a guest thirteen in the background that said uh, a, a sworn statement. Uh, of what is due and owing, uh, you, that might be good to try to engineer something like an affidavit there. 
Um, and especially that would be good if you have to go, if we decide to go with the quiet title complaint. The quiet title complaint, it would be a bit more formal and 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 uh, serious and and uh, confrontational than just the bill and the lien process that you're talking about here. So you got two different options there, and you could probably do them both at the same time. But uh, your time and energy is kind of limited, so. Um, um, yeah. It'd probably be good to at least start out with the um, uh, the, the lien process that um, uh, Aquila is talking about here. Um, but caller 13 here did mention that a sworn statement would be even more powerful than just a regular bill if you had it in the form of an affidavit, because there is some judicial controversy lingering in the background here. And if he sees your sworn affidavit under penalty of perjury, that, that you really did invest your blood, sweat, energy, and resources in this property, and you got a rightful claim, and, and you're, you're, you're signing under penalty of perjury that these words are true, that'll be heavier than just a normal bill that, 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 that is normal commercial process here. Yeah, and that can be verified by neighbors all throughout the whole eight years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you you got a lot of good argument there, and I think between Quilla and myself uh, talking with you here that, that hopefully you got some better ideas and more reason for optimism in your mind about how you're going to plow through this gobbledygook. Okay, all right. Well, I'll keep in touch with you. All right, brother. Um, yeah, very good. Um, at that point, um, I'd like to shift discussions over to a few other items on the agenda unless of course there's anybody that's been waiting in the background um on 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 to 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 raise some issues here that are on their minds of anything uh microphones open for at least a couple minutes here for people to chime in about their own concerns anybody This is the point where I, points like this, I kind of like to take a southern, slow talking um, way of doing things because it, definition of fair trial in, in Black's Law Dictionary, uh, it's, there's a link on our constitutionalgov.us webpage, left hand column to Black's Law Dictionary. They're under fifth edition. If you scroll down to fair trial, there's a phrase in there on a fair trial that that says that they're not that you have to have both a jury and a judge but a number of elements but one of the key elements that I gleaned from that it it talks about quote an atmosphere of judicial calm unquote okay that 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 means people got the time to think about the merits of the arguments before them, and they got the time to to contemplate carefully which way the scales of justice balance, if they balance in favor of one person, or maybe they balance in favor of another person. You got a calm atmosphere, no wind blowing around those scales messing with them. It's, it's nice and calm, and you can calculate real accurate who's in the right and who's in the wrong on... Um, um, when you have a forum with judicial calm, and that's the that that's that's 
the tone that I like to maintain in these conferences. And I can start talking fast when there's uh, 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 issues that need to be gleaned out and there's a lot of intellectual swordplay going back and forth. I do believe I can compete quite effectively when when the conversation has to pick up and you got to get uh, to the point in a quick and efficient manner. I can do that. But there's other times where things get a little bit relaxed, and that's my favorite part, where we can talk slow and steady, turtle speed, about the godly righteous cause of justice. Okay, because that, that, that's the bottom line of everything there is the godly righteous cause of justice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, from there, um, uh, what was I, I was searching for a web link I was going to post. Oh, yes. Um, uh, here's our select all copy. Um, I'll repost in the chat window there. Uh, my copy of the email that was sent out to anybody, everybody. Um, there's the web link. And therein, we've got an agenda that, that I generally like to follow um, uh, in the conferences here. And I'm going to do it more so. Um, um, and I'm going to prioritize clearly that, that talking about individual cases We'll be doing stuff like that up front in future conferences. I didn't really word that in in, in the email that's linked in the web page there, but um, 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 I'll be inserting wording like that in the future. And so we talk about individual cases up front at the start of the conference, but then as things wind down, then we talk about the broader principles of justice and um, um and 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 legitimate activism about what we're going to do about confronting the devil worshiping evil that is destroying our nation um, um and so um again uh I'd like to pause with a little bit of judicial calm for anybody in the background then waiting patiently and respectfully for a graceful opportunity to say some words that they think's important now's the time to do it we got a little bit of judicial calm. But if after a few, you know, 20, 30 seconds here of, of just real kind of encouraging people to say things that's on their mind, then I'm going to go back over to, I think we covered items number one in our agenda on the email, and number two, um, um, certifying qualified electors. Yes, that was item number three. That's an important issue that I would like to talk about. Item number four is the Colorado Eight and, and how they're assembling their own jury, uh, but they're all acquired. Uh, 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 I think I used the phrase mired in technical municipal civil formalities. They don't really understand the spiritual Christian side of common law. They think they got to do Roman civil law with all the mother may I, yes you may, procedural steps that don't have a thing to do with the cause of justice. So anyway, I'd like to talk about maybe helping them because apparently they got some really righteous people that are doing best they can that are in jail that deserve to be helped. Um, and then the last item, number five, is... Linking to Hartford Van Dyke's research on creating community currencies and 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 marketing things like uh, I know Carl Lentz and Aquila and others uh, uh, they 
legitimately ask for donations for their services because they do have valuable insights to contribute. I don't and ask for donations, just so everybody knows. I do not. I, I, I thought I heard you. I thought I thought I heard you asking for donations there the other day, or 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 or, or well, client I, relationship. That's well, why. Go back and listen. I never ask for donations for myself. Well, not for yourself, but for your nonprofit or something, right? Well, not my nonprofit, not me. I don't even have a nonprofit. I don't get it for myself. None of. Well, do, what, what if people want to send money to help out with your cause? You you take money like that, don't you? Nope. You don't? You don't take anybody? If money, people want to donate money to you, you don't take it? Nope. Is there any way to get money to a a, a, a charity or any kind of organization that you work with? I don't work with anybody. I just work for myself. I just tell them if they want to donate, donate to the ones who help me knowledgeable, which be called Lynn, Gus, Mike Miller, um, uh, Larry, you know, because they help me, and I just want to give back. Somebody want to donate to me. I mean, all okay. the people I've had, only two people donate to me, but they sent it, and it's like I couldn't give it back. Because I have so many, and I tell them, no, no, don't, don't worry about it. And that's not what okay. I'm here for. I'm okay, well, I misunderstood, Aquila. I, and, oh, I'm and, and, but I was blessed to get the info, and I want to get back. That's what I'm doing. But I can't speak for anyone else, call Lynn's. Right, 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 right. I, right, they, right. They, they didn't deserve donations. Many. I'm not saying I don't deserve it. It's just okay. that I'm not well, well, if we might segue to to the issue, I think this might be a good opportunity to go ahead and segue to my larger issue that I was talking about in point number five that I sent out in the email and that's on the web page that I just web linked. Um, um, our, our 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 patriot community, we when when people like Aquila and and Carl Lentz and others do as best they can to try to help people. We we need uh, the people that are doing the godly, righteous work of bringing justice to our common people. These are the most valuable people in our whole society. They're better than naturopathic doctors and uh, or or just about anybody else because um, naturopathic doctors and things they only help one person at a time. When 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 our our law researchers. Um, uh, 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 develop mechanisms for helping the entire community to get justice, then that helps everybody instead of individual people one at a time. And, 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 and the cause of justice is the, is the essence of bringing peace and happiness to our entire American nation. And and the people that have skill sets that are helping us to achieve that holy, righteous cause of justice, they deserve to have economic security, so that so that so that they don't have to um um uh, um 
uh, go to a laundromat to wash their clothes and um, um, uh, do little things, little expenses, rinky-dink expenses that, that they got to tape and uh, uh, bailing wire things together to make them work. They can afford to go down to the dollar store and buy a new one. Uh, 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 so that they can focus on the godly righteous work instead of being entangled in all kinds of little rinky-dink expenses. And um, uh, if, if we can get regular cash flows to these people through selling what I call in section number five here, after the revolution credits. See, none of us are going to have um, um, any significant equity economic resources so long as the de facto's remain in power. But once we can bring about a paradigm shift to where um, justice is being administered by by uh, common law juries all across the nation, and we don't have any need for Roman civil municipal evil empire government, then at that point the prosperity will flow to our common people. And at that point, we can pay back those people that have been critically important in engineering the the paradigm shift that we're looking for here. And that's why I think we can sell what I call, quote, after the revolution credits, unquote, and those can be similar to municipal bonds. Just how a local city sells municipal bonds on the stock market we can sell what we could call common law bonds or after the revolution credits where we will repay those people that might have a little bit of money and they're they're just leaving it in a bank and the bank is giving them what one or two or five percent interest on it or something we can pay twenty percent interest we desperately need money and other people will donate to us if 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 we've got the resources to start producing justice to the people yeah. Is there other discussion on that matter? I, I've kind of painted a broad outline there, and the essence is in uh, paragraph five of, of of the email that I web linked there, and 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 you can kind of see that that the first web link right under that paragraph five has an older rough draft of uh, a document entitled "Fundraising Through After Revolution Credits," too, and um, uh, that kind of outlines what I just uh, that 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 gets into more detail um uh of of what I just verbalized here and and from there I I would like to encourage participation and discussion about this issue and and if that flounders then we can go on to something else but uh, uh comments and questions about that issue okay uh, not about that issue Charles but I think um I'm not sure if the South California been on to unmute them because they've been there a while when he was asking. Yeah, it's Donaldson. He's been kind of an ass tonight. Um, 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 do, do you think it's worth un, uh, letting that? Let um, me for him. If you, if you didn't mind, I could. Uh -huh. You would like me to unmute Donaldson? Yeah, I think it'd be wise, and we could talk. Oh, okay. Well, I might have to mute him again if he's going to be a butthead. But because you're asking nice, Aquila, as a favor to you, I'll go ahead and unmute him here. Okay. Yeah, I'll mute him. Just let it ride. Well, yeah. I might have to mute him again if he goes crazy on us again. But but yeah. um. 
because uh, you're contributing in a nice, calm. I love the way you talk in your slow, calm voice. See, these people that start chattering and, and raising their tone of voice and getting all emotional, see, that that's where I got the problems. But but I'll go ahead and unmute him, and, and we'll see what happens here. Okay, sister? This, this him, I would just unmute him. Let's see what's going on. I'll talk to him. All right, all right. We'll, we'll unmute him here. Jeremiah, are you there? Yeah, I'm right here, you guys. And that's okay. Hi, how are you? You, uh, you did a star eight command, I think, uh, indicating you had some comments or something? I did have a small comment to address the issue of emotionals, emotional behavior. You got the mic for a little while here, sir. issue of you're fading in and out. It's difficult to hear you there, sir. You're fading in and out real bad, Jeremiah. I can't hardly hear you. Are you on speakerphone? We can't hear you, Jeremiah. You might be talking to somebody else. Well, I'm going to mute him. He's talking and he's he's just making noise, and the rest of us can't carry on a conversation. Donison, are you here? Donison. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I muted him. If he raised his hand again, then maybe he'll be ready. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe he should call in and get a better connection because we couldn't hear him at all. Um, um, but at that point, the floor is open, and um, um, I think I was talking about community credits there and, and, and trying to get economic support to our 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 gurus, leadership that have legal skills, law skills in producing remedy for uh, our, our lost and confused people. Does anybody have any any commentary on the issue I raised about issuing after the revolution credits and, and developing funding for um, um, our numerous, the wording I used in the email was numerous frontline workers who are doing cutting-edge work and bringing about a paradigm shift towards fully accountable government, period. Um, that's the kind of people, the, the people that are risking their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to bring forth the cause of justice here. These people need support. rest of us can be wallflowers. rest of us can sit in the background. But we need to do something to support the people that are out here on the front lines risking getting murdered or something. Any comments or questions there from anybody? Apparently not. Someone did help you with your whatever you're going through, whether they just give you a kind word, talk to you, especially helping you within your case and helping you 
sort it out because sometimes it is difficult at first sight, but it can be done. Yeah, you should comp- compensate them. You know, for the yeah, time, you got a lawyer. See, you see, yeah. Aquila. Yeah, I, I'm glad you're 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 helping me to to uh, focus on this. Um, but, but see, there's 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 a big issue that a lot of people that that are ready to fight these kind of cases frequently don't have any economic resources. You know, they spend all their money on on forked-tongue lawyers or something, and then they finally got smart enough to figure out that the lawyers are deceiving them, and now they're over here talking to us, but they got no money left. Well, that always that's what I'm saying. It don't have to be money. I can put in time, work at your place, cut your grass. Right, right. We know that, but 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 frequently our front li- our, our our law gurus that are in position to help these people, they need to pay their electricity bill or their phone bill. Um, um, and 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 somebody just willing to volunteer time and energy uh, is, is not helping them pay their electricity bill or their phone bill. Right. Well, this is why I do a call. I mean, uh, I can reach so many. I think at a short amount of time, even though sometimes I do work on one to one, but that's tiresome because. It's what you thought you knew, and you, they think they know this or that. And to get that out their head, to put what they really need for this particular case, that's the fight you have. It's not so much someone don't want, wish to help you, but it's hard to help you, you know, and, and, and that's the sad part. You know, I mean, I believe, I know Carl done a great job. If you just go back and listen to his earlier calls, I mean, step by step, I mean, you can't make a mistake. I don't see how you can. I mean, even to the letter, to the detail, writing the letter, doing this, then the next step, then the next step, one, two, three, boom, writing it. And he already put it out there. There's so many videos he's done. So then, you know, you get people like, okay, well, call, you help me out. I heard your tape. It sounds great. Whomever helping you. And... You know, you know what? I have a different problem now. If you help me, then I'll donate. But what about all he have done already in his own record, his own YouTube? That all you have to do is listen. If you don't have money, you say, "Okay, well, I can't pay. I can't give a donation." Where is there? And you can get the information you need. You know, uh, Aquila. There's there's lots of people that made YouTubes that yeah, really help. I'm just using that as an example. I mean, I'm, lots of people have helped me too. I got information from others, but I, by far, information that call share works quicker and wonderful. I'll put it that way. For me, I'm just I'm only going to testify what I've seen. And many others have helped me along the way, not just call. There was others. And to this day, there's others helped me, and a lot of my information did come from call. That's the truth. But I, then I start learning things on my own. They come to me, and I share those things as well. But what I'm saying is that's why I record my shows. The information is out there. Which episode it is, <laughs> unfortunately, I can't tell you all that. Some I do remember, some I don't. However, you have to work for what you want. It, it didn't come this easy like that. 
Because whoever went through their experience and they just sharing their experience, their story, they suffer through that. And for you to come along so you won't have to suffer as much, but the information is there, you need to look it up, look up words. I mean, what does hinder you from doing that? You don't have money, you don't have, okay, we'll do it this way. The information is there. It's like sort of a, I don't do this, but income tax. You can do your own income tax. You can fill out the paperwork yourself. You don't need nobody to help you. Actually, you can call the IRS. They'll walk you through it step by step. You don't have to go to Asian Hour Block and pay anything. Aquila. Here. I think we're all on the same page there. Um, um, and uh, um, um, a number of people in the background chat window have expressed that they've got some difficulties with some of the things Carl says and does. And, and and so I think it would be good at this point to just agree that that Carl and others deserve to have uh, um, um, economic support, and, and and we need a mechanism for getting economic support to our people like Hartford Van Dyke. He he's dirt poor, but he's got profound insight in commercial law. Um, and 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 there's all kinds of people that have all of these gold nuggets that that if we brought it together in one type of process that could could benefit everybody, then then things would start changing in the whole universe around us. But when all of, all of the people with all of the good insights are off in their little cubby holes out in the country where there's nothing but a bunch of hillbillies surrounding them, then then they can't get the traction to get the word out to build the community that we all need to build to take the country back. If that makes sense. I'm going to unmute Donaldson again. Oh, this is Michael. Can you hear me? Hi, Mike. Yeah, hold on a second, Donaldson, um, my, right. Jeremiah. Um, um, Michael, you had the floor there? Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm uh, indigent. I'm living on my Social Security, and I spend all my money on medicine and utilities and rent and and so now it's the 15th of September. I only have about $50 left for the rest of the month. Is this what you're talking about? Well, kind of, sort of, especially if if you're involved in any kind of litigation and and, and you need people to help you micromanage um, construction doc things to get some justice for you, and the only other people... That, that can help you with that are, are, are people that don't have time to help you unless they get their bills paid. And then it was more to fund um, um, our law researchers that are bringing justice to our community rather than just our, our, our farming people, that eventually that would be part of it too. Um, and, and yeah, it's a trickle-down thing where there's community currency and farmers are producing, no doubt, valuable services, the lifeblood, the food supply for our community, especially if you're an organic farmer like I prefer. I'm into the natural food thing. But, but and the whole the whole process, larger picture of the process, yes, uh, uh, we would have um, economic resources to, to our farming community that is desperately needed. 
all of the in in the, in in the 20s and 30s where they had all of those farming foreclosures when when Roosevelt closed the gold window and everything um uh and all the the, the small family farms were um uh, uh, taken over by the bankers and the foreclosures that was evil that was evil and we should have um we sh- at that we need to prepare for similar situations for when when uh, uh, the de facto bankers and government people are, are, are kicking people out of their farms for foreclosures, they, uh, we've got legal arguments to stop that. They failed to state a claim upon which relief can be granted to evict anybody from the house. We've got squatters' rights in this country. It's common law. And um, um, uh, so, but but but. The, the bankers are going to get the corrupted government officials to kick you out of your house unless we can pay the bills to to the, the law scholars that have the competence to make those arguments and and we also need funding to our our peace officers at the township level posse comitatus so that when our judicial officers correctly explain law and these idiot de facto uh, uh jackbooted nazis want to come out and kick you off your property with no due process of law we've got the Enforcement. We don't have to call out the military people like Jim Wright is focused on, and and um, um, uh, it, David Scheid and a lot of other people. Uh, bless their souls. I know their hearts are good, but but that's not what our real people horsepower's at. Our people horsepower needs to come in through the townships and the precincts, which is the godly model as articulated in Exodus 18. Um, and I do believe perhaps Jeremiah Donaldson might have a little bit of uh, commentary on all that. I yield. I yield. Okay, Jeremiah, I yield. I'm not unmuted yet. Yes, you are. Well, thanks for unmuting me, Charles. My commentary regarding the Christian heritage of the country can wait. Uh, I would like to address um, an issue that Charles raised earlier about jury verdicts and if there was any important issues that that needed addressing, and and, uh, I believe that this one is important. Charles, it's it's look, it's about my friend over there in Massachusetts with the property that was taken away from him by uh, um, removing his name from the recorder's book of regist- the register deeds. Right? They took his name out and put the city's name instead. Um, and they did that after a series of letters to him and uh. Uh, an assessment that they did via a local property tax. Okay, I believe there's enough. Inf- I have enough information compiled and research to actually make a jury verdict in his favor, which would at least allow him a few more years to to make an offer to the the local government there um, and become a resident. You know, but I believe that they actually applied the law in the wrong way. Not that they were wrong, but that they actually applied the law in the wrong way. So I want to try and see if we can get a jury verdict regarding what happened there. And I have all the paperwork and letters and everything. I just need to get Mr. 
Mr. Byron's permission to actually share that with uh, with a um, a jury uh, of qualified electors. Okay, so that's why I'm saying I think this is a because of its land nature. I mean, it has this is this is something that a lot of other people are dealing with. Government coming in under property tax and taking property, foreclosing, and and then becoming market participants. That's happening all over the place. So I think that if we address this issue, it would have um, a catalytic effect, which, which would you know serve serve a larger agenda, a larger purpose, rather than just satisfying Donaldson's need for for you know self exploitation. So. Um, <clears throat> I was hoping you could consider it, Charles, and everyone else listening to please consider uh, addressing my friend Mr. Byron's property tax issue. Uh, from he's from he's from Massachusetts, but the property is located in New York. In yeah, rural New York. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's that? That's rural New York, a, 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 a country setting, right? Well, I mean, it kind of. It's where the old wa- the old steam engine house used to be, out the, in Watertown, New York, and the property was, um, it privately owned, be, and it wasn't really owned by the State Department at at, at any point in time necessarily. I, I guess I, 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 there was a history where the State Department used to used to operate the the, the, the something on the property. But I don't believe they actually owned it. Okay. So yeah, that's I guess it's somewhere in rural New York. All I know is there's there's a there's a little stream on there. They've already got a a slight encumbrance on the property because people use it. There's a couple small trails on the property. But the I mean the city just came in and and under the local tax scheme and just ramrodded this guy. Out of a contract, check this out, for a hundred and seventy five thousand dollar contract between him and the original the other owner, the previous owner. Now the the previous owner who who my friend Mr. Byron contracted with has died. So the man Tony actually died, right? And and Darius can is not gonna pay Tony because Darius excuse me, is not in possession of the property anymore. I shouldn't have said the guy's name, but the point being, he doesn't have the property anymore, but he still had the contract obligation to pay. See, there's a direct violation of the contract clause of the Constitution. There's two issues. One is a contract issue, and the other one is a an interstate commerce issue, right to travel issue, basically. Okay, and I was hoping if I shared all this paperwork with you guys that we could get a verdict in you know uh whether before or against we'll we just get a jury verdict you know to help my friend actually re- restore his name to the deed at the re- at the county register we could explore that if you feel like sharing the documents um um and if your um ultimate goal is just to shift around the paperwork um yeah, a jury verdict might be useful there. Um, um, I'd like to segue. I think um, perhaps um, we didn't fully address 
the issues that Michael was raising. Um, and I'd, I'd like to revisit that to make sure that um, if there's any lingering issues that Michael was talking about getting economic resources to the farming community. But before we go there, definitely, Jeremiah, uh, um, we, 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 we should have some paperwork, some, some electronic versions of documents on hand um, um, so that we can, we can kind of figure out what kind of process would need to be invoked to right. try to clarify the records of the title in mm -hmm. at the county recorder's office concerning the property that you're talking about here. Great, because I'll tell you what, um, I would be willing, Charles, to 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 share that information with you if we could consider it strongly as as a, as an as a possible um, area of concern for for the for these common law uh, grand jury, this common law grand jury <clears throat> assembly, and and. Um, I wouldn't have an issue uh, necessarily sharing the documents without their, uh, the, the Mr. Byron's uh, approval because um, I don't believe that the gentleman is actually um, co fully comprehensive of his legal – the effect of his legal acts or actions. And by coming in as the people of the United States under this grand jury in, you know, uh, and jury – with the jury verdict – uh, that we would actually have some standing, and we wouldn't have to worry about uh, Darius saying, "No, I didn't consent to you sharing those, you know, that paperwork." Well, be sorry about that, Mister, because it doesn't. It's not just you that's affected here; it's all the other people too. Okay, in America, all right. That's why, Charles, what you said earlier made a lot of sense, and that we need to not focus on our own little trivial. You know, I guess senses of self, but pay more attention to the larger, larger scheme of things. Okay, uh, uh, and which is the larger perspective, the larger effect, and the, the effect of us helping in this property issue would have basically dramatic effect all across the board. Um, even if the case wasn't published, as long as we could create a jury verdict that would re just convey the facts, you know, based on based on the paper trail of authority there, then I think we'd have something solid, okay? But I know there's other issues, um, like Mike was talking about, uh, with the financial uh, situation, his, his financial situation, but also you have um, uh, um, Jonas and his whole community. Um, and a couple of people, I think, dealing with some some issues having to do with false incarceration for 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 uh, non-injury um, allegations, crimes and stuff that they're saying are are crimes. So I don't expect any immediate movement in this direction, but let's just keep it on the back burner so that way we can move it at least put this on the schedule for um, addressing. Is that okay, Charles? Yeah, I'll, I'll add it to the agenda items. We'll probably keep it near the bottom of, of the agenda um, um, since it's on a back burner. Uh, we're not worried about people getting kicked out of their homes or going to jail or anything. Um, uh, but I can put it on the agenda, and, and we can move forward with that, generally speaking, Jeremiah. Great, great, great. That's really all I have to say for now.
Um, um, thank you. Thank you. Um, if we can segue back over to Michael. Um, Michael, uh, um, the, the, the entire concern that you raised about getting economic support to our farmer community, especially those that are um, uh, uh, really economically uh, destitute here, um, please, please share some ideas about where you think we might um, use our common law judicial process to start producing um, some type of economic remedy for these good people all across the nation that are suffering similar hardships as your own. Uh, do you, may I ask you another question first? Sure, sure. How do I get, you, you, how do I get to your website? My website? Do you, um, well, um, yeah, you don't have a chat do window, do you? You're just on the phone, right? What? You're just on the phone. You don't have a computer or a chat window? Well, I have a computer, but I don't have the uh, your email or the or the website. Um. Um. Okay. Um. Well. Um. Uh. My website is called. You got a pencil or a keyboard you can type with? Yes, sir. Okay. The 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 main website is called constitutionalgov.us. I'll spell that out for you, okay? C O N S T I T U T I O N A L G O V dot U S. That should get you to my main web page. Okay. And my email address, if you just write, type my name, Charles, with an at sign in front of that web page address, that'll be my email address, and you can send me an email. And, and from there, I can put you on our invitation list, and, um, um, and I can send you my phone number, and you can call me personal if you've got things you want to talk about. Um, and and I'll, I'll keep you in link with the conference invitations so that you'll get our weekly Friday evening conference invitations here, too. But I don't quite understand your uh, email address. Um, okay. Did, did, do you understand the web page address? Yes. Okay. Well, the email address is my name, Charles. With the at sign. What's that? Oh, at. The, the, okay. that's, that, that's the lowercase a with a circle around it. Um, okay. Yeah. It, it, in your upper left corner of your keyboard where the numbers are, It's mm-hmm. and you hit shift F, shift 2, and um, mm-hmm. uh, that, that it, it, it's above the number 2 key. So if you push shift the same time you push the number 2, it should insert that at sign. Okay. And um, so you write charles at constitutionalgov.us. Okay. That's simple enough. Okay. I I was hoping we could break through and get it clear in your mind there. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm writing it down. All right. All right. You send me an email, and, and we'll have closer contact there. Um, but if you got those basics handled, um, did you want to talk a little bit more about the alternative economic system that we're talking about engineering here? Well, uh, no, we're, we're, I'm we're a good retired disabled farmer. Huh? Huh? I'm a retired disabled farmer, and I uh, put my small farm into CRP. That's so I've been planting wildflowers for so that the pollinators don't become extinct. And the government pays me to do that, but uh, I'm trying. I'm in the process of turning it over to my oldest son, and he's building a dwelling down there on one acre. Now, does that qualify him as a homesteader? Mm. I would think so. You could write him a quick claim deed and and um, just pencil off part of what you think is the subdivision that is legitimate for you to give to him and um, yeah, you could file something like that in the county recorder's office. What if I have a mortgage on that on the small acreage? Well, and I'm using the CRP money to pay, and then I have to take part of my Social Security to make up the difference for that one acre. Well, I don't comprehend the details of the picture you're trying to paint there. Oh, okay. Uh, um, there's, yeah. There's, there's two pieces of property, but I thought presently... It was all considered one piece of property, right? But I only have a contract with the CRP for part of the property, not all of it. What, what's, like CRP, what, what's CRP stand for, Michael? Conservation Reserve Program from the federal government. Okay. Okay. There I comprehend what you're talking about. Um um, so you're, you're you're getting money from the CRP federal government program that helps you pay the bills on the property there, right? Right, but I have to pay my own tax land taxes, and I have to pay for the gas for the tractors and all that to maintain the property. And okay, is that is, is but you're talking about. And that's the whole property, as opposed to what you're thinking about trying to subdivide to, uh, to give a, a, an acre to your son, right? I didn't. Uh, but could you repeat that, sir? The, the CRP and the other bills that you're concerned about, those are all for your entire piece of property. And, and 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 they also cover um uh the single acre that you're planning on giving to your son, right? Right. Okay. But 
you're trying to figure out a way to um, get um, that acre to your son in a manner where is are are you planning on trying to get your son to to um um pay his share or or, or, or get his share on all of that uh so that it it's fully sovereign independent or do you want it to all be under one general contract where you're still in control of everything no I want him in control because he uh he's He's contributing all the labor to helping me get the, my machinery sold and stuff. Well, he's, a, um, he's like the operator of the farm. I'm the owner. But I want okay. him to have an anchor so he can be an owner operator. Oh, oh. I'm sure there's ways of accomplishing all of your concerns. I'd be thinking about signing the whole property over to him if you've got a good working relationship, and then just take your chances and trust him to take care of you for the rest of your old age. Okay, and then, and then uh, we'll just use the money to pay the the mortgage off the CRP. Yeah, yeah, and and, and at that point, you know what you could do? You could put both of your names on the title to the whole 10 acres and and at that point when if and when you finally um leave this planet and go to the heavenly realm then it'll be a smooth transition for him to just step in and say well the only other owner of this property he's gone to heaven now and um 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 I'm the only other living owner this property here and now, and then it all fall into his lap without any comments or probate or any kind of legal entanglements like that. Okay. So he'd still be responsible for the mortgage? Yeah, well, the mortgage would probably follow the land. And so, yeah, uh, if he's paying the bills on the mortgage, um, uh, the, the bankers shouldn't have any problems with... Uh, him taking over the mortgage, it'd probably be good to send him a letter up front and, and say, look, uh, I want my son to to also be able to pay uh, uh, on the mortgage here um, uh, in case of my disability. Um, and, and they'll probably send you back a boilerplate form that you can just fill out a few blanks, and I would think that would go real smooth. Okay. Yeah, I'll try to remember all that, but it'll help by being visiting your web page and your email. Yeah, yeah. If you get stuck uh, or any time, send me um, send me an email. I'll put you on the email list, and my phone number's at the bottom of our email announcements. And if you get stuck, you can call me, and we can talk about this more. Okay, thank you, Charles. All right, I do what I can, Brother Michael. I'm glad you're on our calls, and I'm glad you're manning up and willing to put your precious signature on on juror verdicts like like what we've been talking about here in the other cases and things, sir. Well, yeah, I I tried to volunteer for jury duty in my county, but it didn't go so well. Hmm. I, I got the letter too late. Oh, they didn't need you, right? Probably because you were too smart. 
<laughs> no, it had to do with the third postal system. Uh, I know they got it, really ruled. I paid rent on the so. box, but they closed it anyway. Okay. So I had to go down. Well, there. I bet you, I I bet you money though. Uh, it has a lot more to do with the fact that you actually act more like a qualified elector, okay, and less like some sort of registered voter. Well, okay. yeah, they made me register. They made me register again when I went to get the state ID. They've been, they've really been hard on me. And I'm on probation now in my apartment. And if I, you know, I have to stay in here like a, like a jail cell. Like, you know, I have to watch the neighbors and when I go out, I can't interact with them whatsoever. And everything in the apartment is broken down. And I'm happy to need fix a, it. I need a friend, though. If you want to call me, you can call me directly. Well, who, to whom am I talking to? My name is Jeremiah. I'm also oh, called Donaldson on all the calls. Oh, okay. So I don't have your number, Jeremiah. So I well, won't be able to call you. If you want it, you can you can you can write it down. I mean, if you have issues that come up immediately and you need someone to talk to, you know, and you can't get a hold of anyone else, right? I I okay. generally do like to talk to people about the law because I'm an enthusiast. Okay. So my number is 415. Do you have a pen handy? Yes. Okay, here's my number. Are you ready to write it down? Uh-huh. 415-286-2149. Okay. And uh, right now I'm calling in on a different number, but... That number is still good. Leave me a voicemail if you don't get directly a hold of me with your number, and I'll call you back. But the whole point is that you have some people to go to that support you, and you're not alone, okay? So thanks for calling in tonight. Okay. Well, thank you, Jeremiah. I'll mute myself out now. All right. Thank you, um, Michael. I'd like to um, point out a segue of interest. Um, uh, other items on the, um, our agenda here um, have to dwell, uh, f- focus on um, the process that I've been quite concerned about for certifying qualified electors, and as you talk with Jeremiah there, um, I'd encourage you to go ahead and give him a call sometime and um, uh, take advantage of his insights. He does have a lot of valuable insights, but um, uh, we're uh, in the email that I put out recently, there's web's links that I can repost in the chat window here to web pages that are focused upon the process of certifying people 
who are maintaining the honorable standards of a qualified elector. Um, and where was that? Um, there we go. Um, copy link location. Um, posting it in the chat window. The 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 main document here is um, a a template for um, individual Americans that are concerned about the welfare of our common American people to make their own testimony public as to who they think are people of honorable character that deserve to be recognized as qualified electors in our organic body politic. This is head and shoulders above what the de facto's consider a registered voter. Big difference between a registered voter on the one hand and a qualified elector on the other hand. Qualified elector is pure common law sovereign. Registered voter is a 14th Amendment slave. Um, so you don't want to be, you can be both. Um, but if you're only a registered voter, then you're not a qualified elector and you're not a free sovereign. But farther on down, there's also people that you might have a few problems with, but you don't really have enough of a problem with them to where you um, are opposing their entry as a qualified elector if other people want to vote for them. And on my own qualified electors list, um, I have uh, uh, carefully considered um, from past interactions with Jeremiah Donaldson, um, and and I'm to the point where I'm not able to certify him presently. Uh, my conscience, communication with God, is not able to do that. But I'm not opposing him e either. But um, each of us, and, and in fact myself, nobody certified me as a qualified elector yet, so I need two witnesses to fill out a document like what I just web-linked here um, uh, and, and to say that Charles Stewart in Oregon is a qualified elector. I need that, and, and, and Jeremiah needs that, and um, other people need that. Every one of us need that because once any of us gets two people certifying us as a qualified elector, then we're in. We're a member of the organic de jure body politic, um, we're not constrained to be 14th Amendment slaves, and um, we've got evidence that we can show on a web page from other people posting their own documents that are certifying each of us as being qualified electors. And when we do that, we break through the constraints that are imposed upon us, and, and at that point, when we start confronting city council people and county commissioners and and even state legislative assemblies or 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 anybody we can confront them as an organized jural society community see the concept of a jural society is is an, an organized self-governing sovereign community and um uh, but but it, there, there's there's duties in the community working together so that they can quote responsibly self-govern unquote. That's what responsible Americans are supposed to be doing. That's what America was founded upon, especially in New England back in the early days. 
there were the townships in New England, and that was what all the townships were organized in, was was with people assuming the local self-governing duty as common law as common law qualified electors, and um, um, they didn't need a local municipal form of government because. Um, uh, all of their needs for police and fire protection and and social services were taken place through the common law biblical law township concept. A common law township is a community of ten households that reaches to Exodus 18 that talks about the hierarchy with Moses, where Moses was. Uh, adopting the policy for all the nation of Israel to organize all of Israel in communities of tens and fifties and hundreds and thousands. And the whole thing there was to administer justice for the people when disputes arose amongst them. And, and they were to decide all the matters in their smaller local communities. And, and the Bible text says clearly they pass them on up to the higher levels of the communities as the cases get more complicated and they need the more solemn deliberation. I see. Uh, I have one question, though. Sure. I am uh, in the process of circling, uh, circulating a petition to be the county notary. Will this interfere with being a an elector? No. No. You, um, you're living in the country. You're probably out of city limits, right? No, I'm living in city limits. But my son is living in the country. And when I, lived in, the, when I lived in the township, I was a volunteer fireman. And I was in a training officer. But Charles, Charles, remember that uh, a township is a subdivision of a precinct, and a precinct is a subdivision of a district, and the district is a subdivision of a county, and and so, yeah, that's 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 kind of important for his situation, you know. Like he was saying, he worked for what? Who did you say you worked for, sir? I was a volunteer fireman in Dale Township, and I was an training officer. I was an officer. Uh-huh. And you said you live at... What about the city? You said something about a city also a minute ago. At this point in time, I mm-hmm. live in an apartment in Bloomington, Illinois. In the township okay. Bloomington, Bloomington Township. And is that a... Is there a... In other words, Charles, is he saying that he's in a city... Cities and counties are not interchangeable entities, as many of a legal scholar will validate on my behalf, hopefully. But so we need to kind of figure out, I guess, you know, something for the gentleman uh, that that works in his favor, um, you know, so that way he can incarnate the de jure authority of the county. Uh, you feel me? Mm-hmm. So uh, right now, I mean, we uh, qualified Illinois as a territory last Sunday. Quick, a, quick, a quick segue. I, I know this, this seems weird, but Dave, David Shad, as well as a couple of other people, 
on a lot of uh, like Angela's calls, they've all been saying the county is a bad thing. And I just want I just want to put this, this out there that um, a county, even though it's a, a creature of legislation, right? The 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 de jure governments that actually sprout up within the county, right? Mm-hmm. By the people, they're actually they're not subject to necessarily the discretion of the county because they are acting as the county constituents but as a subdivision of the county with a given element of autonomy. That means that nobody at the precinct or township level will be necessarily challenged Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.